0: Business data is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.
1: This episode of Mother May I Sleep Podcast is brought to you in part by the Lifetime Movie Club, the ultimate streaming destination for lifetime movie lovers. Choose from 100 movies at any time, with new movies rotated in weekly to keep things fresh. And you can watch anywhere on your favorite device. As a bonus, listeners of this podcast get an exclusive 1-month free trial. Go to lifetimemovieclub.com/molls to start your free month now. That's lifetimemovieclub.com/molls. Welcome to season 3 of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. I'm your host, Molly MacAleer.
2: We, uh, we came to Australia for our honeymoon. Tina wanted to swim with the sea turtles. We didn't know how strong the current was. So you think the current made Tina panic? I saw it in her eyes. tried to i tried to swim down to her she was thinking too fast
1: i am so excited about today's movie fatal honeymoon my guest is rachel fisher and she was just saying to me that she's been waiting to talk to someone about this movie for 24 hours yes um rachel first of all roll tide
3: hi i don't know what that means i'm not from the south
1: okay me neither and like i just (laughs) tried to look it up because i noticed that like the guy in this movie who is like not hot in real life
3: oh my god thank you you. look him up oh no not at no i did look him up the real guy who this crime is based on is like
1: not hot it's like the craigslist killer where you're like, oh, like, look at this, like, cutie. Like, I right. like that's double damage. Like, he's a cutie, too. Right. The real guy's not a cutie. No. Um, And he does this thing where he comes in and out, and he'll just be like, okay, Roll Tide, like, as he's getting off the phone. And like, yes, he's from Alabama, but what the fuck does Roll Tide mean? I
3: have no idea, but I hear people from the South say it all the time. Who so. Are, like, really into college football.
1: Yeah. It's like the University of Alabama, like, rally cry or whatever. And I tried to look it up on Urban Dictionary, which was no help, oddly enough. Because they had, like, sex acts. Um, no, no. Although you would think there was one thing that I thought was interesting. They said it's a sentence enhancer or in a sentence its own. It can be used as a greeting departure or to smooth over rough ties between people and shut others up. Um, so like, I feel like it's like John. Do you know what I mean? Where From it can Philadelphia. everything and anything. Right. Yeah. Right. That's, that's all I can assume. I know that it's also a salutation amongst humans uh, that were unable to score high enough in life to be an Auburn fan, which sounds like an asshole wrote that. But totally. I don't know what it means. I've never understood it. I didn't even realize Alabama had water near it.
3: Yeah. Is it like literal tide? I don't know what the fuck it means. I just think of like a crimson tide, honestly, when I hear it because aren't there colors like maroon? Uh
1: I uh well, I mean, if this movie is accurate, it's like duck green.
3: Oh, right, right, cuz he wears a lot of duck green polos.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and he has like he when he got out of jail at the end, spoiler alert. This is based on a true story, you guys. So, you might be familiar with it, which I didn't I wasn't. It sounds very familiar, but I wasn't. Right, same. Um, He gets out of jail wearing, like, a UAB shirt, and I was like, yo, like, I don't think Boston College would be, like, happy if I, like, got out of jail for killing someone, and I was wearing, like, a BC shirt. Right, right. You know? Like, maybe spare UAB that legacy. But he's not cute. No. We should say that. She's adorable in real life, too. She was adorable in real life. Yeah do you want to kind of like touch on what moved you specifically before we get into like the breakdown
3: what moved me in the in terms of the movie yeah about this couple maybe like (sighs)
1: did anything stand out to you i I feel very triggered by the i was so
3: triggered by the relationship i mean this was like your very classical emotionally abusive relationship yeah with a shithead yeah and watching this guy operate like yes it was like super like the script is like super cheesy because it's lifetime but pretty right. much like all of his moves moves are just classic yeah emotionally manipulative and i even wrote in my notes like like the actor playing him i was like he's not even cute enough
1: to pull this to off. pull this
3: off not that like a hot guy should pull that off either i'm just saying like you just this- want I'm saying in the beginning, I know in the beginning of their relationship where he's already like before, like when they first meet and he's already negging her. Yes. I'm like, fucking leave.
1: From the start. He's not. I mean, I know exactly what you mean and it sounds bad and I'm sure. <laughs> I don't think anyone's going to give us a note on that. But like, I definitely agree with you that like you want it to be, if it's all has to be for something, you want right. it to at least be for like a fucking hottie. Cause you know, he's not fucking are good no absolutely he doesn't look like he can have sex he's at all. a really selfish lover i can tell totally and billy miller the guy who plays him he is like very famous i guess from uh he was on ray donovan and suits which is we just did the right. Megan and harry stories so that's like hitting very close to home right now he also was on general hospital for a long time which is i think what got a lot of people in the door on this and i will say that like This actually was, as far as Lifetime movies go, pretty good. Okay. Um, I thought it was pretty good in terms of, like, the writing and everything else. It was, I thought, produced kind of like the way that, like, The Girl Next Door was with Jennifer Lopez, where it got, like, a theatrical release, but would have been a Lifetime movie if it didn't have a bigger star. But um, this actually was released theatrically in Australia. Oh, wow.
3: Yeah. They're like, like this is a big story. crime. Please cut that out. I don't know how to do an Australian accent.
1: Yeah, no. So it has also Harvey Keitel in it, which was I think, a pretty big get. That is for a, a lifetime, big, big get. Especially in uh, 2012 when this was made. Yeah. The crime all went down around 2003. I feel like I was working in gossip around 2009 when this was playing out in the news. Okay. So I, it sounds familiar to me, but this also is just such a nightmare scenario that... It will sound familiar to anyone like this is current affair. This is there's tons of news clips throughout the movie. So it was a pretty big story. Right. I just probably was like blackout drunk throughout most of those years. Same. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. (laughs) I think we had a similar timeline. Stoned. Yeah. I was a huge stoner during this time. Not so much drinking, huge stoner at that time the girl in this movie the girl the woman who's murdered uh tina watson is played by amber clayton who i swear to god i thought it was kate bosworth uh, she's so pretty she's so cute she's a good actress um i she seemed familiar to me that like i thought maybe she had been in a previous lifetime movie but she has some this is one of her earlier credits and then she shows up in movies like saint vincent and uh I mean, I guess it's probably the biggest one you would know. Something called Crawl Space, uh, CSI Miami. Um, It was written by um, a guy named Mac Gudgeon and his partner. He's done a ton of TV movies. Like, he's a veteran of this. And I wonder if they brought in the girl to, like, give it sort of – Tina Booth is her name. They brought her in to give it sort of more like more legitimacy or if they're partners or something. I don't know. She's a big T V movie person as well. Um, I wanna point out the director, Nadia, Nadia Toss. She is I thought she did a great job with this, but there's some very interesting decisions, especially okay. with I mean, we're going to play it because it's so standout to me. The little noise that would happen whenever a title card would come up. The little, like, digital... Oh, yeah. It sounds like it's from, like, a early 2000s, like, horror movie. Right. Right? Like, right. A, like a sci-fi horror. I've never seen those, like haunting in the woods type movies but like that's definitely what it is what are the what is it like conjuring like what are those movies it just didn't
3: watches? fit with the movie it was like for me it was like a sci-fi like captain's log like, totally thing or it lived in a different
1: space um yeah. but yeah no this was I thought this was just a fantastic film and we're gonna get into it now I guess I do wanna say one other thing which is that I spent some time with the Wikipedia today and identifies um are lead the real life person as Christina May Tina Watson, birth name unknown. And so they go with the name Tommy Thomas for the dad. Okay.
3: I wanted to talk about that because yeah. I was so irritated during the movie. I'm like, was his name really Tommy Thomas? I mean, if they made that up, that is,
1: uh, brave, right? Like that's a that's ridiculous a fucking name to make up. Right. And it also takes the sting off of the seriousness totally. of all of this. Cause it's like, Anytime you're like, okay, like, did he do it? Didn't she do it? But then you're wondering, like, but who would name their kid Thomas Thomas? It, like, yeah. you're removing the legitimacy from the murder of this woman. Exactly. But I don't know. I haven't Googled yet if that's really her name. Have you seen the picture on Daily Mail of her dead in the water? Yes, it's chilling. It's so chilling. So what we're going to find out very quickly when we start – Is that this woman died while scuba diving on her honeymoon and there exists a literal fucking picture of her dying in the water as her fiance is swimming away from her. Right. And there was like, I did notice towards the end when they are like going through the death, um, there is a flash at one point and I'm like, is this flash supposed to be like the moment or is this like just some sort of like glitch? It was very weird. Yeah. But who's taking pictures underwater at that point?
3: Right, you're having a crisis.
1: Yeah, I don't. It's very strange. Um, So we're gonna open up on the beginning of Fatal Honeymoon. Um, Great font, I thought. Just in terms of, it came directly out of. It came directly out of Final Cut. Right, but they put a little something on it. It had a little like blur on it. Right. Uh, We find out the following events are based on a true story. And uh, it's it's Gabe being interviewed. It's the first day of his interrogation. And he says, we came to Australia for our honeymoon. Tina wanted to swim with the sea turtles. We didn't know how strong the current was. Bullshit on her wanting to swim with the sea turtles, by the that way. That never happened. First of all, she, you, as you see later, she is not a water person.
3: Not a water person. And I relate percent. to that. I'm not a water person You either. aren't. No. I'm a fish. I love the water. I just, I can understand people wanting to like swim and surf and whatever, but like you could not pay me to go scuba diving.
1: It's all I know from scuba diving from like one episode of Baywatch. I saw when I was being babysat is that it's fucking terrifying and so dangerous. Totally. Like you're always running out of air from my knowledge of sea Like there's no way to do it safely. You never have enough air. You're always cheating death. It's always a production. Too. Have you ever done it? No. Right. Okay. I have no desires. See, I was thinking after this, this is where I'm so weird. Cause after I was like, You know what? I kinda wanna go scuba diving.
3: I'm gonna try snorkeling first.
1: Yeah, but that's the part of me that wanted to eat McDonald's after watching Supersize Me.
3: Oh yeah. Well, I can always find a really bad excuse to do that.
1: God, I have like two happy meal boxes in my car, and I like got the second one yesterday, and I saw that the other happy meal box was in my car, like as I was pulling up, and I was like, you have to hide this because it looks (laughs) like you have a problem. But in reality, my problem is just not cleaning my car. Same. Um so they're basically like going back and forth. They're like, you you know, Tina panicked and he's like, I saw it in her eyes. I tried to swim down to her. She was sinking too fast. I couldn't reach her. I couldn't reach her. So this is his whole story, which from the jump, as a person who knows nothing about like scuba diving, this makes no sense. Totally. Like, isn't the whole point of scuba diving is that you can go down? Yeah. And you're also like,
3: if it's like like on a vacation, like – package thing right. you're with like a, a bunch of other people
1: and it's yeah. super safe like what happened it seemed like there was like 30 people with them right so we cut back to queensland australia or forward to queensland australia in 2013 or 2003 I think the crime happened in 2003 yeah yeah okay so two australians are in the park um and they're saying and billy miller the detective is saying there's something just like it's not right this american guy right. his story's off they don't trust him and the guy's like what and he's like no i don't know i just not buying it he comes to this country on his honeymoon and his wife dies and he doesn't shed a tear maybe he's in shock no he's changed his story two or three times the last two days which i know as a criminal lover criminal true crime aficionado when you change your story you're just not telling the truth right yeah it's right very, right yeah okay so um the way he eats his sandwich did you catch this <laughs> please refresh my memory okay so he has like a triangle like a sandwich triangle like it's yeah. been cut diagonally and it was like almost like they said to him like eat this sandwich in a very hetero way. Like, he didn't want to take a little nibble. Well, he's like
3: a very macho detective guy.
1: Totally. But also, like, you could tell he's a sweetie. Like, he reads his, like, grandchildren books before sleep. Yeah, yeah. Um, And he goes so far out of his way to take, like, a big manly bite out of this sandwich that he basically fucking deep throats it and it's like it becomes very erotic all of a sudden and extremely distracting (laughs) if you watch this movie for one thing watch for that moment he shoves it's like past the corner of the crust he goes so far you're not even tasting it at that point no
3: you're just inhaling it you're
1: trying to survive right um so then we go to the university of alabama two years earlier um Bobby keeps running into his beautiful blog crush. Uh, They have four classes together. I just wrote, he's so gross that we need to play this. And I think that it's important to play this, if not for anything else, just so you can recognize if you're in an abusive relationship. Well,
3: I, yeah, we have to play this because the first thing I wrote down was anyone who talks about fate, Upon first meeting you, right. like that's the first thing they say to you is super suspect to me. Yeah,
1: and he's nagging her the entire time. Oh my like, god Like everything he says is just like you're kinda stupid. So like right. why don't you just like roll with this? Right. Um it's one forty three to three twenty seven. <laughs> Seems to keep running into you. Yeah, well
2: we do have four class together. Four? Wow, oh, it's a bit of a coincidence. Yeah, maybe Of course, faith
0: No, I don't believe in faith
2: No, you don't believe in faith? You sure? Positive? Hold Hold on, hold on Yes, you do You definitely believe in faith
0: How would you know?
2: Because you believe in God, don't you? And all that stuff they teach you in church God has a plan, all that
0: Okay, well, if you put it that way Dude,
2: you are easy <laughs> I bet I can talk to you in anything
0: you think so? Do you? Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Doubt my powers of persuasion. Okay. Let's try this one. Have dinner with me. Tonight.
0: That's very sweet, but
2: I can't. Did you hear that sound? <laughs> That's the sound of my heart breaking into a million little
0: pieces. Oh, uh, please. You don't even know my name. Yes,
2: I do. It's Dana Thomas, communications major. Hi, I'm Gabe Watson, public relations major. Nice to meet you.
0: Nice to meet you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess I'll be seeing you in class. All four of them.
2: Mm. Well, I'll be the guy in the corner pining away for you.
0: Well, you're pretty funny, Gabe Watson. Yeah? Yeah.
2: Fat lot of good that just did me.
0: (laughs) You know, the first time we met, he said it was fate. And you believed
3: him? He did, like, 10 different abusive tactics. Um, I know. Like, including the guilting. Well, I guess I just... Pining away at you, then. Yeah. I'm just gonna love you
1: from afar. And then also, like, you're a dipshit. Like, when, right. When he's like, fat, lot of good, that just did me. It's like, oh, shit, maybe I, I didn't react right to his jokes. Right. Like... And a plus, I mean, I think we both kind of gassed when I didn't even realize PR major. Right. Like, first of all, who's majoring in PR in Alabama? I was going to say. Like, like, seems like an odd place. Right. To have an agenda. Right. Um, But this, is, this speaks so highly as to, like, everything that he does throughout this movie. And it's great because he's a true psychopath where... He thinks he's someone. Like, he thinks he's charming. Oh, totally. Like, he thinks he's getting away with it, and he doesn't realize he looks like a fucking creep. Totally. Like,
3: and she's so... Like, abusive guys pick their victims very strategically yeah she is the type of person to question herself and like i've been in this situation before so like yep. no shade to her like i totally
1: get it no i wrote this down exactly i said this is abuser language from the moment he meet he's testing out her vulnerability and weakness so we can target her but still come off as charming right yeah right and like yeah it's like first of all if i because i'm definitely like of this character as well where like i'm I'm all I, I said in therapy like a million times like why am I setting duck like I feel right. like these guys can like sense that I'm I just I want to believe that's what they know? do and um it's so it's scary to watch like yeah. I really it really did give me chills me too I was watching it yesterday just like
3: I wanted to emotionally eat the whole time I was watching it.
1: Which is like credit to I would say the acting and the dialogue here the way this whole thing was played out Yeah, because this is basically every Lifetime movie. Totally. But they don't always sell it this way. I'm usually just like oh he's a piece of shit. We get it. The other big tell here is that they're playing like kind of suspense movie music from the minute they meet which is right. like not i mean even in craigslist killer they kind of played like an upbeat ditty like when <laughs> right we first meet. but you know the movie wants
3: you to know that this guy is a piece of shit from jump yeah and are we gonna talk about well we'll talk about it when we get to it but there's another scene that like i actually like audibly gassed by party. myself uh no the restaurant for the dad's oh. birthday
1: oh it's so wild we'll and talk like, about it when everyone get to saw it. it it was it was yeah. crazy so um tina tells her friend that you know he said it was a date her friend can't uh can't believe oh huh he said it was a date and her friend can't believe that she's falling for all this but she's gonna move forward with it so which she- by the
3: way can we talk about how the best friend
1: is obviously in love with her Oh, yeah, I guess that's a good point. I mean, her best friend is, like, at the end, like, at the trial. Totally.
3: I just had the vibe. I just got queer vibes from the best friend. Right. And... Yeah, you're right. I can kind of see like, that. Look at the look on her face right now. Yeah, that is,
1: she is in love. She's a little in love with her. I know, and like it, it sucks because as like the idiot, as me being Tina, if I'm going to look at that situation, that is 100% my best friend Christina being like from day one, right? Being like, you are about to walk into a fucking fire, right? And I have to watch it totally. And, and there's nothing I can do because so you're straight. Bad. I know.
3: <laughs> like Tina is like every really sad straight girl case where you're like yeah why can't you just like why did god make you straight
1: that was like the biggest curse was that god making you, you straight yeah right. yeah i feel so bad for her so she like i already feel bad for everyone involved i right. mean this is this just preys on my bleeding heart Same. so um tina's like okay i'm inviting him to a party and then when they get to the party Gabe is just flirting with two other women on the other side of the room. Doesn't even really say hi to her.
3: Right. And like a classic move to make her jealous, to build himself up. Like, look at what a big man I am. Right. Girls want me.
1: And this was like, I mean, because not even I would fall for that one. Yeah. I'd be fucking pissed. I would too. There would be like no moving past it, especially not that night. Maybe he could wear me down. Right. But, um, they wind up making out in the kitchen and, uh, She's actually, like, mean to the other girls, which I don't love. She's no. like, oh, Little Miss fake tan out there, which, I mean, it's an Alabama sorority. They probably all have fake tan, Right, right. Come on. Um, but I wrote, TBH, it's a pretty hot makeout and made me want to go on Tinder, which is, like, that's sad. I think I was, like, a little buzzed when I wrote that last night, and there's some truth in that. Right. Um, so <laughs> um, he's meeting Tina's parents, and Harvey Keitel's first line of the scene is bubble wrap. Which is, like, great because we never come back to really the family business. And he says, we sell all kinds of packing materials, but bubble wrap is our number one product. Basically, I make bank-making air. So bragging to someone's parents, I I mean, he has no regard for any sort of authority or respect. He does not
3: give a shit that that's... Her dad, and by the way, Harvey Keitel as the dad in this movie is like the most sweetest, gentlest dad ever. Like, how could you be a dick to him?
1: I know, and like he definitely is running with this whole thing where it's like his his dad, like her dad's almost like in love with her or something. Right? He controls her.
3: Right, but that's not even true at all.
1: Like, that's what that's the lie. They have a very sweet relationship. Yeah, yeah, and that's the lie. That's the lie exactly. That's the thing that he runs with. Like, you can't see this, but. Right. And you need me to help you. Yeah.
3: Abusers love that tactic that like you, you would be nothing without me.
1: I never like will forget like my mom fucking flipped out like after I broke up like a relationship ended and she's like, I knew I didn't like him like from the second that I came and picked you guys up at the airport and he said like, oh, bless your heart. And she was like, for like coming to get us at the airport. And I was like, I don't need you to bless my fucking heart. Right. She was like, why would that be a big deal? She does. My mom doesn't like you poor thing. She doesn't like bless your heart. Right. These things that I think normal people consider like pleasantries of some sort. My mom is like, don't say that to me.
3: I feel like moms, at least my mom, my mom always knows.
1: Yeah. She's like, I knew
3: that person was trash.
1: I know. And I, and I think about how hard it is for her to watch me have to learn that lesson oh my all God. the time. I'm like, I'm so sorry. That, right. like, Cause I watched, I watch certain friends of mine date and I'm like, if I could just like live this experience for you, I would like, please totally. don't put yourself through it. Right. But that's what these parents have to do. So he, they say like, what do you do? He's like, not much really. I go to work every day, dinner with my parents on Saturday, church on Sunday. They're like, what kind of church would that be? Um, oh, this was weird. This was really weird. He's all like, what do you uh, like?
3: Who cares? What if I was a Muslim or something? Right. Like he starts challenging the family, even though that's not clearly not the angle that they were going for the family. They right. just were like out of curiosity. Oh, yeah. Well, we're church going, folks. Right. Where do you go? And like, they're just
1: asking him a question. I feel like if anyone would be uncomfortable if he was Muslim, it would be Gabe. Oh, absolutely! I mean, like, that guy be the one that's like that guy is so Islamophobic. <laughs> Islamophobic. It's not even funny. One hundred percent. You can just tell. That's his mo. I would love to like catch up with him today and find out where he's at with right. politics. Like you yeah. know, he voted for Trump. Absolutely. You know, I mean, he is standard. Just like he's MAGA, MAGA all the asshole. way. Totally. Yeah. Um. So let's play the clip. Um. Where the parents. Uh, yeah. Let's just play this clip. Five thirty-seven and seven twelve.
0: So, Gabe, uh, tell us a little more about yourself.
1: Well, ma'am, not much to tell,
2: really. Um, I go to work every day, dinner with my folks on Saturday, church on Sunday.
0: What church would that be?
2: Oh, well, now, sir, according to the First Amendment, that really shouldn't matter, should it? Gabe. No, I mean, come on, if I were a Muslim, would he kick me out of the house? Oh, I might kick you out anyway. Okay,
0: Daddy, he's just trying to be funny, okay? Gabe is Baptist like us. What about uh, uh, hobbies? What do you like to do?
2: The normal things. Like watching football, playing pool. Like to go down to the ocean, go scuba diving when I can.
0: I didn't know you're into that.
2: Oh yeah, it's a rush. You go down into this other world.
0: Oh, isn't it scary to go down when there's no air? No,
2: it's not scary. I've gone on like 50 dives. I got my rescue diving qualifications done last year. You know, I'm just going to have to take you with me. We'll go down to the Gulf. Tina doesn't dive. Well, if you don't dive, well, you're just going to have to learn then, won't you?
0: I want to learn. If you promise to keep me safe.
2: I'll keep you safe. <laughs> she doesn't even like to swim.
1: What we just heard at the end was him waking up from a nightmare right looking back on his daughter drowning visualizing her in the water s- struggling so some big like warning signs here one he has a hobby no one's heard of right two it occurs to me during this does he have any fucking friends no he doesn't right he does not
3: and like that is a big
1: sign right because no one no
3: <laughs> oh totally like no especially like even if someone has, like, a lot of acquaintances and knows everyone around town, it's, like, when someone doesn't have, like, personal relationships with people. Yeah. Even just, like, one or two.
1: Yeah. Why is that? That struck me in the um, piece that came up this week, which, you guys, this will probably be, like, a month old by the time it comes out. But it's still relevant that Chris Hardwick accused all thing that right. came out this week where she said... He never hung out with his real friends and only hung out with people that were like industry acquaintances when it made sense for him. And I very much like, I've been in a situation like that where I'm like, but where are all of these like 50 best friends you're always referencing? Totally. Like, shouldn't we go out with them or something? And it just, that is, that is such a mark of a person like who isolates themselves, especially when they get into a relationship. Right. Right. And, uh, yeah, you got to watch out for that. I mean, especially if you hate the ocean, which, by the way, like, she couldn't hate the ocean more. Right. And everyone that, knows this about her. And
3: it's just, like, the thing that kept driving me nuts and is another classic abuser sign, or at least just a shit person sign, is, like, bullying someone into liking what you like. Yeah. And, the like, it's so rude. Like, who gives a shit if she doesn't like the ocean? If you love right. her, you don't fucking care
1: exactly and like there's things that like i'm sure she did tolerate it on entry level like i'm sure she right. didn't love watching him like freak out over football right but you love your partner
3: and it doesn't mean and like you accept him that he wants to watch football on sunday that's called making a compromise it's not sure. making a compromise when you expect this person to get into your hobby that has risks attached to it totally
1: and they have a huge fear of it like right. scuba diving is not something you it's not pool you don't right. casually pick it up right, right. So the dad wakes up from his nightmare. We learn that it's Alabama, same place, four years later. And the dad looks like a shell of himself. Totally. Like completely different than when we first saw him. And the wife says, she comes in and she's like, I thought you stopped looking at that picture a year ago. And we see that he's looking at the picture of the real life picture of her way underwater. Yeah. And it's really a haunting image. I would say, even if you don't watch the movie, which by the way, I see you guys' tweets and I love how many of you don't watch the actual movie. It makes me so happy. Um, Especially someone the other day said that she loves to encounter them like in the wild and then see how different it is. I love that. But this is the real picture and I do suggest you look it up just because there's no mistaking this as a very intentional death. Yeah. Um, And so. um, He did not try. No to help her whether no. or not it
3: was planned. He did not give it his all.
1: No, not at all. Not at no. all. No. So we're going to cut to the Miami dive shop. And I will warn you also that this is like clip heavy at the top because there's a lot to establish and also a lot of great performances. Um, but the dad's in action mode now. He's like, not- right he's not sitting down anymore so he goes in he says he's looking for ken schneider um wait is he is this when the dad is going to australia this is at the dive shop in miami oh
3: oh, in miami okay we're not on the plane yet
1: not yet we're about to be but i do want to play from 806 to 915 just because right at 806 we get that great little sci-fi noise that comes up with the titles and makes no sense
3: okay cool
2: Thank you, sir. Hello. I'm looking for Ken Schneider. Ken, someone here to see you.
0: I'm sorry I didn't contact you earlier. I'm frustrated as hell. The Queensland cops haven't made any official determination on how your daughter died.
2: They're saying it isn't exactly a clear cut case.
0: To hell it isn't. Gabe wasn't exactly clear cut about what happened down there. You know his story, right? He told me after he let go of Tina. He saw her sinking feet first to the bottom. He tell you that too? Well, he's full of crap. And I pretty much called him on that right there on the boat. I told him he should come up with a better story. I've been on 800 dives, and I've seen a lot of panicked divers, and they never go down feet first. They thrash and fight and claw their way toward the surface.
2: If Tina was sinking like Gabe described,
0: she was already dead when he let go of her.
1: Also,
3: regardless of whether or not Tina was dead before or after he let go of her, don't you bring her up to the surface still with you? Absolutely. I mean, that's the thing that's so maddening about this is you just like, oh, she's dead. I'm going to
1: drop her. It's like. It made no sense because someone else was able to go down and get her body. It's not like she's like in the Titanic and like we're never gonna explore that place. Like she's she is findable. Right. So I don't know if he was almost out of air. I never really understood, but we'll learn like the physics of scuba diving is a lot different than I thought it was. Yeah. There's that, but also just like none of this makes any sense. No. And it's kind of surprising that the dad has to like basically travel the world. I mean, how did he go from Alabama to a Miami dive shop and like I mean obviously obviously movie magic no like, i
3: know but i thought about that too when like the dad has to go back to uh, australia for some reason and he's like we'll be right there
1: right i'm like wait really like yeah i that's kept like wondering if that maybe the australian people had set up camp in like alabama but i was like no he's just flying around the world right like on a whim can you imagine how expensive that ticket is exactly and like we do find out that the dad wound up having the um uh, getting the insurance money but like right. are they rich i mean i assume they must be rich because maybe this is a lot like it's a lot of travel amanda knox's family was fucking bankrupted by all the travel they had to do to italy and right. you could find scott's cheap flights to italy all the time yeah so who knows i mean australia that's a lot of like flying it's a lot it's like it's what, expensive it 14 hours or something At from least. us. yeah yeah it's long it was like i remember thinking like when i was flying to japan i was like if i just tacked two more hours onto this i'd be in australia totally which is really wild to think about um but we have this is great we have the dad seeking justice for the daughter which is i love that in a movie i do too and i wrote this is meaningful because father's day was yesterday (gasps) right this was kind of a nice father's day movie it
3: was a good father's day movie to watch yeah
1: so do we get to the
3: airplane part? Cause I have a note about the airplane when um, the dad gets on the plane. No,
1: we're back in the interview room.
3: Okay. Well tell me when we're at the plane. Part. I will.
1: Cause it's great. And yeah. I think I might even be, Oh yeah, this is coming up. So he says, um, Gabe says when I was able to look for her, she was 10 feet below me sinking. Her arms were up. She was reaching for me. I tried Sam. I tried to swim for her. She was thinking too fast. I couldn't reach her. um, so then we see, like, the dad's going to Australia, and this is great because I wrote that it's like he's sitting next to the husband from the Queen of Versailles, like, after he's had some cocktails. Oh my
3: God. I was like white knuckling this scene because I was, I was like breaking out in hives, yeah. thinking about having to sit on a 14 hour flight next to this guy that the dad right. has to sit next to. And he's just like talking to him the whole time and you know that guy has like no sense of personal boundaries no sense of personal boundaries at all
1: no he's like recommending cheeseburger places and he right. did something that i was surprised an australian would do which is he made a dingo ate my baby reference i was, and I was so like, upset about that i was like they wouldn't do that no i feel like if anything the dingo ate my baby comes to them and right. they're tired of and it. that's like a source of
3: shame to them they roll their eyes they're like come on
1: what movie was that
3: like, Crocodile Dundee or something? I was unaware Meryl, I don't know. Meryl
1: Streep was in it, he said. And oh, I was yeah, like, he did I say that. I didn't know Meryl Streep was in that, whatever that quote is from. Because I right. always think of it as, like, almost like Seinfeld or something. It's so, like, iconic. It's so
3: absurd and old and, like, the reference itself, I honestly don't even know. I'm sure people are screaming at their, like, phones right now Let listening to this. Let them do it, baby.
1: Right. Let us know when you rate us you and ideas. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Tell me. I don't fucking care. dingo explain
1: me. Let's just talk, talk about the anniversary party. So there's an anniversary party. Right. this is easy, easily explained. Yeah. And she's with her sister, who has, like, a very exotic name. I forget what it is off the top. Right. But it's, like, the anti-Tina. It's, it is. And her sister also has a slightly – she has an accent or something. She's definitely different than the sister. Totally. They don't look like they're from the same parents. Yeah. She seems like she had, like, a goth phase in high school. While right. Like Tina was very straight and narrow. Right. Um, but they're basically giving a speech being like, we have the best parents in the whole world, blah, blah, blah. Then we cut to a scene where Gabe and her are like cutting a rug, like at the party (laughs) and the, and they're having like fun. She's like, she says the worst line. I think I'm going to keep you. I hate, I hate that. So cheesy. And like, you know, like that
3: is like the moment that we see that Tina is going to be chasing with her relationship for the rest of the relationship that every abused woman does in a relationship speaking from experience is you chase that one, good happy moment that happened in the beginning totally and you think it's like gonna you can get that back
1: because he like kind of nags her when he said when she is like we'll see about that you know it's <sighs> never like any security it's always no. like are like are you going to keep me right let's see what you do um so her dad comes over and says like can i mind if i get this dance and he says no i've got this dance and he sweeps her away and she makes a face at her father like sorry like right He's embarrassing, but I have to stay with him or I'll... like, I, I have to keep dancing. Ugh. Sorry, dad. It's so heartbreaking. It's especially. so hard. It's so, I'm so secondhand embarrassed for her. I know. Like. Because you want to go in and save her. And yeah. Be like, this is unacceptable. And like, right. I would say the only good thing that comes out of this scene is that he's not the one that dies. Because if I was Tina and like one of my last memories with my dad. Oh, my God. Refusing to let him cut in at his anniversary party. Right. It would kill me. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I would say almost like this sounds probably like really backwards logic and gross. But like if someone in my life was to die at the hands of their abuser, I would have been happy to have such a clear example in my head of like what kind of manipulation they were living through. Right. You know, because I could be like I could see how that would happen.
3: I didn't read like I didn't do like research on <clears throat> the true crime story, but like they must have pulled these real life details. Like yeah. was that like noted in the real story that he was controlling?
1: I mean, I'll tell you just from the Craigslist Killer that like it's shockingly parallel sometimes what they're able to do with these movies. Okay. Like, it's real I I'm sure this is a real life example of some yeah. sort. And I'm sure the pizza restaurant is a real life example as well right um but let's play this scene where daddy rolls up to the police uh whatever it's called police station and um he meets with these australian cops who they have this like they have that classic board that they have up everywhere where they're like linking with red string all the different pieces of the crime together and i just wrote to myself like did they have this up after all these years or did they, they just like whip this together quickly again right they're but like this case
3: we got something on this case now
1: i'm sure murder has like a much less high rate in australia so they probably have that around i mean they said it was an ongoing investigation right but that's a lot of real estate it is yeah um so 319 to 1530
0: companies hold divers out here and they put them in the water near this boy here which is attached to a line that leads down to the wreck Divers descend about 15, 20 metres. That's 50 or 60 feet, Tommy. They let go of the line and the current pulls them along over the wreck to a second line that takes them back to the surface. Then they go back to the start, do it all over again. Now, what we can't understand is how or why
4: did Gabe and Tina swim against the current away from the Yongala to here. And then Tina was found on the bottom of the ocean, here. Gabe was the more experienced diver. He was Tina's buddy, and so he's responsible for her. So when I first started investigating this, it seemed like an ordinary diving accident. I did lots of interviews, mostly routine. But something about Gabe's
2: story that bothered me. For me, it was the battery in the dive computer. First time we tried to make it down to the wreck, we only made it about five, ten feet. Then my dive computer started beeping at me. I thought it was malfunctioning, so we went back up to the boat. Even to all the trouble of taking off our tanks before I realized I put the battery in backward. This is his dive computer. He wasn't too happy when we told him we had to keep it. You already downloaded all the information from it. You don't need to keep it. Until our investigation is complete. No, you have Tina's computer. This is mine. I'm taking it home with me. Sorry, Guy. I can't release it yet. Can't release it yet. You know, I've had about enough of these guys. <laughs> Fine, keep it, but I want a damn receipt. And I want you to write down
0: your little book here that's worth $1,500. Forensics tested the computer in their lab with the battery in backwards. They tested it in the water, out of the water. It doesn't make a bloody sound.
2: The man was lying through his teeth, Tommy. So once we discovered one lie, we went looking for others. And we compared Gabe's story to the printout from his dive computer. And we found one inconsistency after another. Tommy, what do you think of Gabe Watson? Did you ever find his behavior disturbing?
1: Okay, oh my God. so there's a lot wow. to unpack. Like I, yeah. Okay, so there. I thank God we recapped the anniversary because I did not mean to unroll all that much at the top. Do you want to know what my takeaway was from like the interview scene? Tell me. He's a money namer. Like he's a price tag dropper. I was going to
3: say that too. He's freaking out over the $1,500 price tag. Cause yeah. he wants to seem bigger than he is. I spent $1,500 on that computer. Yeah. That's what he's focusing on rather than that. He's being charged with murder.
1: That. And then like he mentions money at the beginning, how much money he makes off a right. bubble wrap. Later on, he says how much the honeymoon costs. Another red flag, not
3: necessarily for an abusive person, but for a shit person.
1: It's a shit person move. Right. And like, I, I do, think that cheapness does have some sort of correlation to like just bad behavior totally like it's one thing to be frugal but it's another thing when you're just like dropping price tags that really bothers me
3: well it's like a way of guilting people into a situation i don't care about being. it's not has nothing to do with being frugal it's about using money as a way to manipulate people around you if that makes sense
1: yeah no because it's like it can be used many ways it can be used to say like i'm a bigger person than you right it can be used to say like look how far i've been put out which he does both right he does both of those things so just always be careful of people who talk about money there's that Um, I do like that the cops are so down to work with the dad from the jump. Totally. They just want help, which I like because I feel like in any interaction I've ever had with the cops or seen other people have, like they want you to say and do as little as possible. Absolutely. They have no interest in helping you. But then um, we go right into – we bleed right into – We should we should also say that the computer that they're discussing or talking about is a dive computer, which I am new to. I didn't know what that was. Is like record your monitor, like your swimming shit? Yeah. Like I think like basically you just – that tells you everything. It records, but also like it kind of lets you know to what to anticipate, what the winds are, what the tides are, whatever. And Gabe's computer was conveniently –
3: not, not working. working.
1: Yeah. Um. And he, like, did create a nice little alibi for that not to be working, yeah. which made me wonder, like, how... There was so many points during this where I was like, this is where the plot started. No, right. This is where the plot started. Right. And I think it started probably way earlier than anyone would, like, care to imagine. Um. But then, finally, we get to this dinner scene, which is just... So it's, triggering. It's so <laughs>
3: triggering. It's, like, first... Like, you can just see how nervous and, like, the apologetic abused partner, like, she's, like, such the apologetic abused partner in this scene where she's like, he's not usually this late. Like, she's embarrassed. It's like, and Gabe is so fucking selfish because, like, first of all, if I'm at a dinner and someone is, like taking like way too long to get there and no one's ordered yet like i want to fucking order the food like oh, yeah, if you're I'm gonna so be that late you call them and you're like i'm gonna be late please order appetizers without me yeah please start without me especially if it's the anniversary or
1: his birthday dinner the dad's birthday dinner yeah and we see as a cell phone because he rolls up to the table on it which right. like i think we should also give a little context to this like that was, like, the rudest thing you could do in 2003. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, it's still, like, not great. It doesn't look great. But I think we've all, like, led a lot of sensitivity surrounding phones. Like, but not everyone
3: still had, like, especially in Alabama, like, I don't think everybody had a cell phone in 2003. I had just gotten a cell phone oh, yeah. in 2003. Yeah. And- you know, he, it's still like a taboo. It's like, oh, Mr. Cell Phone yeah, over here. Yeah, that's when I
1: got my – like, right before college. Exactly. Yeah, it, so it was he's like, very – yeah. Like, he's on his, like,
3: stupid little flip phone – that you know he wears on a little holster on his belt, closing his
1: bubble wrap deal, right? Which like, what could it possibly be? This is a great use of roll tide, by the way. I love it. <laughs> it. It was, was so, really good. Like, it, it was, was re- so casual, right? And he just like
3: rolls into this dinner. Everyone's starving, and like I would be reacting just like this older sister, the brunette sister, was reacting. Yeah. I'd be like, "We're starving," because like when I'm hungry. It's not a good time for No, anybody. it's not a good
1: time. And it's just so, it's just so rude. Like I a under- lot of
3: levels. Yeah.
1: It's everything about it is rude and it's embarrassing. And like on top of that, it's not just her that's tiptoeing around everything. Like the whole family at this point, you think that they're just like maybe trying to spare her some grief, right? Or they're so mortified that this is so out of hand that they're almost right. taking some responsibility for it. Right. And Do the you know mom
3: I mean? is like so pained and so uncomfortable in this scene. I feel so bad for her. So he gets there, he gets to the dinner table, and not only is he on his cell phone, he doesn't even apologize when he gets off the phone, like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He's not even apologetic. That He's being totally, he's doing that thing where he's like, just being a little shit, where he's giving one word answers to the dad, who's like, trying to engage him, like, what are we having for drinks? Right. He's like, he's not being a participant in the dinner. He doesn't want to be there. He even goes as far to say... He gets back on the phone, like, 30 seconds later, yeah. unbelievably, at the table, sitting at the table on the phone, and he's, like, literally says out loud, I'm being pressured into a dinner.
1: Yeah. Like, he, he puts
3: everyone out. He couldn't be much more of a dick.
1: And, like, the whole thing, too, is that, like, the dad gets up from the table, so, like, <laughs> this abusive display goes on in front of the three women of the family while the dad's gone. And I wonder if... I don't know if that would have played out differently if the dad had been at the table. He gets in such a rage because he's called out for his behavior. And this is what abusive
3: men do when they're called out for their behavior, like and narcissistic men, they can't fucking handle it. Uh-huh. Especially if a woman is calling them out for bad behavior.
1: I think that like the attitude that he had where it's like he kind of didn't have to apologize is maybe like, "Listen, I'm going to be taking care of your daughter. I have to do business." Like it's right. also very like downplaying of like her success or her dreams or anything else, which is just no. like if you want me to take care of your daughter, and like right. this is the lifestyle she has, then I gotta take phone calls and like you're he's lucky. Exactly. Yeah, you're
3: lucky I came to your little birthday party, which by the way, not to shade the family for whatever restaurant they chose, but I felt like that was so obviously like a daytime coffee cafe that they had to like redesign yeah. for the yeah. purpose of filming into like a restaurant. It was
1: a little pizza joint. Yeah. yeah. Which I
3: love pizza. I'll eat I'll eat pizza for a birthday dinner anytime. time. Right. I had Del Taco on my birthday this year. I don't even care. <laughs> but he throws the pizza oh. at his girlfriend. Yeah. That's how angry he gets because he doesn't like onions.
1: Yeah. It's like, well, they're like, you know, they're like, eat some food. You're grumpy. He's like, oh, great. Pizza. And like the way he does it. To, oh, my God. These guys and their like specifics. Like right. Have you like... I, I just know that from my experience, it's always like, I can't do that because I'll die. But thanks, asshole. And it's like, dude, like, first of all, grown men who don't eat vegetables. Right. That's
3: a red flag. Huge red flag. I mean, grow up.
1: Yeah. And also part of me is like, why don't you want to have onions? Because you're going to make out with someone else right, right. Good point. Why onions? Right. Um, but I also do find people that have like strange, like I fucking hate garlic. It smells so bad. I'm mean, like, grow up Right. like 90% of food has garlic in it. And also it's fucking delicious. You know, and that guy thinks you. pussy smells bad too.
3: Oh, 100%. That guy is not a pussy eater. I will he, say the that jokes
1: he and his friends, his friends right. make when they hang out are disgusting.
3: Absolutely gross. Absolutely gross. He thinks that vaginas get bigger the more a woman has sex and don't like he thinks that
1: like he believes yes. that yes what well, everything bad that like anything bad a dude can believe like he definitely got his sex side from his frat bros for sure totally um so i love that they were drinking white wine by the by the way i love like yeah. an older man that drinks white wine yeah it's cute okay so they're focusing on the part where he says that she realized she was too far down and he saved himself and 10 feet down is not very deep no. I do want to point out, too, that I think it's a little morbid that this, like, vacation they're on, like, b- big part of it is to swim past this, like, sunken boat. Right. Because, like, what we learn later on is not only is part of it, like, this tourism of, like, a shipwreck that was horrific, but that there's still dead bodies That's inside. very symbolic. Yeah, yeah and it's also just like who would I wouldn't want that for a honeymoon that seems weird, really bad juju, like yeah, to even do even have it as a tourist attraction. I feel like that's like we know it exists. you're asking for it exactly. It's like you're asking to be haunted One of my favorite ways to watch lifetime movies is on the Lifetime movie Club streaming one hundred lifetime movies anywhere anytime. New movies are rotated in weekly, so you will never run out of new, juicy movies to watch. Plus, listeners of Mother May I Sleep A Podcast get an exclusive one-month free trial. Just go to LifetimeMovieClub.com and if you're still not convinced, let me tell you about this month's movies. We've got I Am Elizabeth Smart, which I believe was produced by Elizabeth Smart, has Skeet Ulrich in it. And it is beyond creepy. It really... If you ever thought you knew what happened to Elizabeth Smart, watch this because you didn't. Uh, Cocaine Godmother is on there. How could anyone not watch a movie called Cocaine Godmother? And Rules Too Late to Say Goodbye and Committed. Again, to get your free month of Lifetime Movie Club, go to LifetimeMovieClub.com malls. That's LifetimeMovieClub.com M-O-L-L-S for the exclusive to us offer of one free month. So they're like, he's lying about what he said because he killed Christina. And then we go to an interview, Mr. Thomas. Oh, he goes to a doctor. He goes to the doctor that um, was on the boat at the same time. And he tells um, him that he was on a different boat, but he saw them about 10 meters down. She was a small woman. She was in distress. And he said, suddenly a larger diver dropped down on top of her and held her. I thought, okay, he's going to take her to the surface. So then the dad looks at him like, did it look like bad. Was he doing something wrong? And he's like, I thought he was like giving a, her a hug or something, but maybe right. he was fucking with her air supply. Um, he didn't eject her vest either or t- and take her to surface, which I didn't realize there was a vest. Yeah, That seems so obvious. right? Um, so we go to four years earlier. It's the big proposal. Um, there's like kind of a fake out proposal at first where he's been holding onto this ring for a long time. I wrote about that. This was so...
3: Fucked up and twisted and demented of him. Basically, Gabe was keeping an engagement ring that he said he was going to propose to Tina with, basically, as she behaved. Essentially, like that was the message he was sending her. Like, you behave and you be a good little girlfriend. Yeah. And then you can be a wife. And he's basically dangling this ring on a like carrot for her. Yeah. Like, he's keeping the ring buy the tv in a little box like look one day i'll propose to you
1: yeah it's like it's like what like it's like reverse of when they used to because like there's no good happy ending really possible or like when you were a kid and like your christmas presents would yeah. be under the tree yeah and you'd just be like, "Am I seriously not supposed to touch those?" Right? Like every day. Right. And so, if I was her, I would have, I would have fucking melted down a lot more than she did. But she right. didn't really. She goes and talks to her dad though, and is basically like, "I feel like he's taunting me with this ring." And her dad's like, "No one would do that to you if they care about you, exactly." And she's like, "You don't know, Gabe. He's probably planning some giant thing, which is just—it's it's all such so denial, fucking painful. It's so painful to watch. And like again, why?" This sounds terrible, but like if someone had to perish in this situation, I, if I was in that situation and I had been telling my mom was clearly bullshit. Clearly right. brainwashed, that would haunt me for the rest of my life. Absolutely. At least he can view his daughter as like a victim of this horrible man. Like if it was the other way around and I had to like my mom was dead and the last communication I'd had with her is like, fuck you, you don't know my fiance. Right. It would kill me. Absolutely. Um, Christina has passed, and um, the mom, the dad, and the sister are getting the phone call about it happening, The kind of the breakdown of what really happened. And um, they say, like, was she alone? Like, were you holding her hand when they were doing CPR? Oh, my God. And he's like, I was right there the whole time. And the dad's like, did she know you were there? And he's like, I can't really talk right now. He's a fucking liar. Yeah. I mean, not only is he a liar, but, like, that's that is such a... He, admittance, like, he
3: does that a lot. I I don't want to. Why should I talk about it? Like he right. does this thing with the dad, where the dad's like, "Do you love my daughter?" Yeah. Before, when he asks for the dad's blessing after he proposes, by the way, after he proposes, yeah. which he proposed to her at her office, which is so tacky. Yeah. Like. Anyway, it's so it's so odd. It's a really odd proposal. Um. But he like asked the dad's like, "Do you love my daughter?" And he goes, "Well, that's personal." Yeah, it's like, between us. Like the dad just asked like do you eat her ass right right like, that's personal that's a personal question like I, the dad asking. and i feel like that's the whole purpose of like getting the dad's blessing is so the dad can be like do you love my fucking daughter
1: totally totally it's like it sounded like they almost like had an agreement like right. we're not in love but we want to have a child you know right. what i mean like that's what it sa- it sounded like there must have been some catch there or whatever when, when in reality there was no catch you could have no. just said fuck yeah i love your daughter why whatever. didn't you just lie be an interesting liar if <laughs> You're gonna right. be a liar, like be, be at least like interesting, Cover right your bases. Um so there's test divers in the water, they're trying to recreate the version of what happened, and Gabe's version does not line up with the story at all. No. Um the bear hug underwater it makes no sense. Um she drifted down abruptly and he swam right up and he didn't try and get her. No. So, like what you need to picture is that like they're in water, like apparently hugging, then all of a sudden she sinks to the bottom of the ocean like a, like a rock and he yeah. swims right up. Uh, They're saying it all points to the same thing. He must have turned her hair off. So Gabe and Tina are watching TV and she winds up having a fucking breakdown because he's been jerking her around, which by the way, like, let's have a little bit more compassion around breakdowns. I really do think like that needs to exist more because I know that the only time I've ever broken down is I've been pushed to the fucking limit. And you've been a good little girlfriend and you're not
3: saying anything. I'm not going to say anything. And then finally... Yeah. it happens. And then the guy acts like, oh, whoa, why are you acting so crazy? Yeah. Because I've been holding in all this fucking shit you've been giving me Yeah, for so long. A
1: moment of humanity, please. Like, can I just right. be a fucking person? It's so triggering, you guys. 2742 to 2901.
2: don't, don't, no, no, don't, 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 don't drop out of the pocket and don't throw off your back foot. Come
1: on. Come
2: on. Really- we are never going to get a bowl game like this whoa whoa why do you just do that Mm-mm.
0: do you know how long that ring has been sitting there for a while we have a no, remote six months now
2: give me a remote here
0: do you have any idea how twisted that is any idea
2: I told you must wait for the right time thank you wow well. you've lost the your right mind. time
0: well you know what i'm done waiting that ring can sit there for the next hundred years for all I care. Yeah,
2: and I told you that female manipulative BS don't work on me, honey. Second down nine from their own
0: thirty-five. Manipulation is your game, not mine. You know my daddy's been right about you all along. I love daddy. Yeah, I love daddy. and I'm done defending you.
2: Go talk to your. Daddy. I'm done with the whole thing. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, done.
2: Go talk to your daddy. All right. Who are you throwing the ball to? You
0: know, I feel like I broke up with him, and he doesn't even know it.
3: I feel like the more their relationship spirals out of control and the more abusive he is, the stronger his Alabama accent gets. Yeah. Which is a really creepy choice, and I like it.
1: I like it, too. Um, We should mention like something we just kind of noticed, which is that there's a chain link front door, (laughs) which, like, what's the point? It's not keeping mosquitoes out. No. I guess maybe robbers, but really it was an
3: interesting choice of set design
1: yeah it's definitely a prison in there and right. like this scene is so familiar i think oh my god like anyone who has ever had a dipshit boyfriend knows this scene where right. like you are an accessory at best like you are yep. might as well be a table lamp absolutely um and the Like, the other thing, too, is that the ring is sitting right next to the TV, which I didn't really notice that, like, the first time I watched this. But, like, it couldn't be more obviously just sitting there, like, taunting her all the time. He did that on purpose. It's not even that she
3: knows he has a ring and he's going to propose at some point. That would be taunting enough. But he actually went to the trouble to specifically place it by the TV so she could watch that ring and not get proposed to.
1: Yeah, and he has that whole, like women are the enemy attitude. Totally. Which you don't see often, but you kind – I mean, as much anymore – Because it's harder to get away with that, but it's very like married with children, like
3: yeah. Do you remember
1: that no ma'am? Like they used to have no pegs in the garage. Oh yeah, the no ma'am. No ma'am. I do. Like it was about like just like how women hold you down and turn you into like a dickless loser. Whipped. He's pussy whipped. Totally pussy whipped. I had a guy say to me like maybe five years ago, like oh my friends are like laughing about how whipped I am, and (sighs) I was like ew like i haven't even heard someone say whipped like yeah in a decade right like that's middle school shit it is it's so backwards like when people weren't even getting pussy was the last time i heard pussy whipped totally like it's so strange and i am proud of her though because she did what i never did she which stood is up like, for herself yeah like i would never leave like right. i would get my shoes on and get my bag and, and make a like, scene molly come here I'd be like, fine. (laughs) Because they're so good at winning you back and dangling that
3: carrot in front of you where you think... And you want to be won back. You do want to be won back. You just want attention. And you don't want to feel like a fucking idiot for being with this person for however long. You want to be proven wrong. Yep. It's such a vicious cycle. I know it so well.
1: Exactly. Like, that's, I think, probably the hardest part of this movie and most of these movies. But this one in particular, knowing how terribly it ended, is just like... If you were set up, like, I don't know when it was. Like, was it at birth? Was it, like, through some sort of conditioning? When did it happen? If you're set up to fall into these traps, like, this is so familiar and so cringy because, you know, even when it was happening, you knew it was bad. Yeah. You know? You have to lie to yourself so much. Yeah. It's awful. Yeah. And, like, everyone else, too. And, like, I think that's probably the most embarrassing part for me is just, like, thinking about... How many of my friends like bit their tongue or said something, and I made an excuse like, no, 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 no. but it's fine, right? And we see this with her friend here, her her strong lesbian friend, right? Like, <laughs> you know, basically, like you should go out with my cousin Alex. He's a great guy, right? Now, did she say Alex or
3: Alice? She said Alex because we see her go on a date with him, but it sounded
1: like like Alice Cooper. Like I was like, is it a guy named Alice? Like. Because she says, "What about your cousin Alice?" And I was like, "Is she trying to say Alice?" Maybe she's trying
3: to like feel it out. Like, would she be like, "Ew, gr- girls, gross," right? Then she can move in.
1: Oh, okay, okay, I see, I see. Just saying. I mean, but it's so obvious.
3: Like that, this <laughs> Tina is so straight. Like Tina's, Tina, Tina no, is, so is so straight. straight. It's like not even. It's really sad. Her that friend is such a lesbian, though. Yeah, like, <laughs>
1: yeah, totally. <laughs> Her friend has had so many sleepovers with her that she hoped would turn one way, but didn't. And you know what? I was the friend. I was the sad lesbian friend
3: that had so many sleepovers that I hoped would turn into something. We
1: did a call about this on Please Advise recently where someone was like, I'm in love with my best friend. And Christina pointed out, like, what if her best friend's like another chick? And she's like,
4: and I was like,
1: yeah, that's a really, I didn't think of it. Like, we all sat there and we're like, oh, she's in love with her best guy friend or whatever but no. But that's yeah, that is, it sucks. Yeah. I have compassion for that. I I do do too. And for
3: me personally, I haven't had a crush on a straight girl in many years. And I feel like that's such self growth. Yeah. Like that's self love. Yeah. I don't get crushes on straight women anymore.
1: I see that with like, my little gay YouTubers that I watch, I love watching like a 22 year old YouTube gay figuring oh. out his journey, and they're all like, "I love straight men," and I'm like, "No, Ugh. I feel, so- I-, I know, I have so many friends who are like stuck in that trap, right? And, like, part of it's intriguing and fun for them, right? But it's also like, babe, like you just are afraid to love, right? You'll learn. Um, so are we gonna talk about the date with Alex. Yes. So Alex is like literally every guy that when I think about where I am now and why I'm not married, I'm like, it's because it's because I don't want to date him. Oh, for me, it's because I'm consumed with some fucking asshole. That's what I'm saying. I don't date. want to oh, date Alex. I don't want to he's date nice. Nice Yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. Right. <laughs> but then I look back and I'm like, oh my God. Like I had this guy from Alabama in college who was like fucking rich and like so nice yeah. and like so obsessed with me right and i would just be like no never gonna happen yeah and like by the time i was on my like third getting back together with my ex-boyfriend in college i was like maybe you should see if he's single totally taken totally married that girl and i look back on that and i'm like obviously he wasn't for you because it didn't work out universally speaking or whatever but like it's tough to look back and be like, that was a nice fucking guy. Right. And this was, this could have been where she turned a corner, but it just wasn't there. She he, likes that. Yeah. He got her nice flowers, took her to an art exhibit. Right. And like, they were having kind of like relationship talks on the first date where she they was, had a good date. Yeah. They had a great date. And like, we're both very aware of the fact that someone very important to both of them thought they should be together for a long time. And which,
3: like, Also, it's not like, okay, so he wasn't that hot, but he wasn't less hot than the fucking Meathead boyfriend than right. Gabe, right. in my opinion.
1: Yeah, he was just a little soft. Like it yeah. wasn't like hunky, but like also now that we know what Gabe looks like in real life, like how bad for this guy fucking <laughs> right? Are? He looks like he looks like a shoehorn or something. <laughs> he like, does he look is, like a shoehorn. He's not attractive. He's really unattractive and just like he looks like the walrus and the carpenter, but he's the carpenter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and Alice exactly. in Wonderland. Um. So they go to like They're at the end of the date And she gets out of the car She's holding a beautiful bouquet of flowers And she's like Thank you so much And he goes in for the kiss And she turns her cheek to him (sighs) And I just like thought to myself, like, this is so nineteen sixties. Like the it way was. that she kind of gave him the cheek. Right. I feel like I'd be like, ew no. Or like not like that mean, but like definitely You'd more You'd either like, say ew
3: you know, no or you would guiltily make out with him even though you didn't want to. Totally. Like it's like there's no in between if totally. if you're if you're anything like Tina, in my opinion. Yeah. But then Tina does but then this guy gets like kind of like a little shade of like MRA like incel where he's like well, geez, I guess that date didn't work out. Where he's like all like, he's kinda like there won't guilty be a date number
1: two, huh?
3: I mean, that wasn't that bad, but he kind of like... MRA? Men's rights activist. Oh, right. Like, he <laughs> kind of gets like that sad nerd where right. it's like, shut up. Like, just be grateful that this girl went on a date with you. Like, it didn't work out. It didn't have to work out.
1: I am realizing now, looking back, like how many guys I've gone out with that were total in cells. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. just guys that I'm like, oh, like, I said yes to you because I thought... I literally had a guy once after a date be like, I just want you to know, like, I don't get my car cleaned for anyone. <laughs> and i was like thank you and i was like i know like i really was like i was flattered because i could tell that like for him he went way outside of his door like i was a big like catch for him right and i just was like i can't like you're dressed like an elf and you cleaned your car (laughs) like he was wearing a mini vest and like he was so sweet but like like, now, like, of course, like, you oh, right. felt, like, entitled to getting, like, a little action or something as you put right. your car and put on a vest.
3: Well, when you can see a guy is visually disappointed that you don't want to hook up with them, that's right. creepy. Yeah. Like, you can be disappointed that the girl doesn't want to fuck you, but if you, like, visualize that in a way where the girl now feels guilty, that's where it's, like, fucked up.
1: Especially when, like, in on paper, off paper, in anyone's, like, reality, like, this is his big date night. Like, this totally. is... Totally. It's, like, so cool that, like, a girl is talking to him, like, let alone a girl that's, like, not, like... <laughs> the shoehorn. Dungeons, Dungeons & Dragons or something. Right, right. God bless. I took Dungeons & Dragons at the library. But then she invites him in for a cup, cup of coffee. Yeah, which, by the way, is literally just a cup of coffee. Like, that I also thought was, like, that's so me. I'm such a moron where, like, I... <laughs> draw a hard line and i'm like no but then i'm like but if you want to come in for a drink right. like as if like instant friendship is possible right. after
3: that as if the, he's not gonna still think there's a chance
1: oh totally that you're exactly. gonna fuck that's the guy that's like you often when you get inside you're like are you gonna have coffee for sure do you want a beer and then like he chugs three and you're like oh so god, he's too drunk, drunk to drive couch. yeah <laughs> right. <laughs> purposely gets god too drunk damn to drive. it um but yeah so then we see that gabe has been watching all of this From outside. Oh, God. And I guess this is really the move he needed. This is what he needed in order to go forward. So he walks in to the office. I mean, I don't even know. This is so it's so performative because this does happen. Like yes. I see these videos online, where guys like,
3: who overcompensate for their mediocre relationship, and they do these elaborate engagement videos or photo shoots. Oh, and the videos,
1: like I thank God that trend started to die a little bit because I, that was too. I can't do it much for I, me. I can't do it. I, I just it's such a because
3: it's like all of a sudden it's for everybody else on yeah. social media, and it's not like okay, like.
1: One could argue it's a declaration of love, you know what I mean?
3: Right. But it's just not like when well, you put down. What we know about him, and also like the fact that he's like did it in front of everyone at her office, so she couldn't say no. That's manipulative. There's that.
1: It's also like there's proof. Like also right. like oh yeah ask anyone in your office how much do I love you right and exactly. it's like oh they saw the one table scrap you threw me right in six months the
3: one nice thing you ever did for me
1: it's so embarrassing wow. and I think like this was I don't think this happens as much anymore but just thinking about someone ro- my abusive ass boyfriend rolling up to my yeah. cubicle yeah is really like rough Um, so we're going to play the scene next where Gabe goes to her father post-proposal to get permission,
3: which is a real asshole thing to do. Right, it is. Like, Like, you already asked,
1: dipshit. I don't have a dad, so, like, that doesn't (laughs) exist in my life, but, like, I oddly did have one ex, like, asked my mom way before, like, that was even in the picture. Like, from the minute we met, he was, like, asked my, told my parents, like, these are my intentions, like, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Which I think set up a really unreasonable expectation, which was also, I think, part of, like, his manipulation tactic was to just kind of have everyone on the hook for, okay, this is Molly's future husband. Right. But to go to someone after, it's such an afterthought. It's so disrespectful and just, like, what an afterthought it is. And And, then, like, why even bother?
3: Right. And he's so rude and disrespectful to the dad during this meeting.
1: I mean, for the dad to be able to keep this together is really, like... I think my stepdad would have been like that a little bit. My right. stepdad really did, I think, over the years swallow some shit yeah. that he would have, you know, not taken kindly to otherwise. Yeah. I remember he had, like, a talk with my ex-boyfriend's dad that was really bad. Really? And I still – I was wondering when I was watching this last night, what did my ex-boyfriend's dad say right. about me? Because I know that my stepdad is, like, a huge like huge guy at a Fortune 500 company, like, VP of sales, like – Has three thousand people he is that are under him. My stepdad left a board meeting to go rip my ex's dad a new asshole. That's hot. And I was like, first of all, this is great because my mom didn't marry you till I was twenty, so like you have no domain over me. Like this might just even be like you getting off on like yelling at another guy. Right, right. But it was great. Like I look back on that and I'm like, first of all, horrified thinking about what his dad must have said about me. Right, because there was like. He had cheated on me, but like it appeared like I cheated on him. And like I
3: love that the dads got involved. That's so like Shakespearean or something. Well,
1: because he had followed me out here from college. And yeah. I was like going to live out here no matter what. And then he was like, well, I guess I want to be a writer too. And like he never got a job. He never did anything. We lived in an apartment together. Which right. is like why I will not live with someone until I'm married. Like yeah. truly. Um, it's tough. <laughs> and he had to get out of the apartment. And I was so just dying to make it go away that I was like sleeping on the couch, even though it was like my bed Right. And, like I had set up the apartment. And you don't
3: come- even want to be in the house. And yeah. even when he's not in the house, neither of you want to be in the house.
1: Totally. You're like, this represents bad. Except he had kind of like wanted to like squat there and like prove a point. Gross. And he hadn't gotten a job and I had had a job since I had moved here. Right. I was like, the an executive assistant for like the CEO of a company. So I was working const- I was coaching his kids' basketball team. I've never played right. basketball a day in my life, and um, and like so I was just drained. And then I had this drain at home, and so I was just like sleeping on the couch, like just trying to get to a point where he would find an apartment and move yeah. out, right? And then this whole thing happened. Where basically, I think ultimately my stepdad like threw him a thousand bucks to like get out of the place. Nice. And, like, that was ultimately what happened. But I remember his dad. My stepdad would like get a little drunk and be like, "Remember when I told off like so and so's dad?" He's proud I'm, of that moment. Oh, he loves it because I also like the like I'm the oldest girl. Sammy's like the youngest. She's yeah. like nineteen or twenty now, so like he's never had the honor of having that opportunity before. Right. And I think he probably like daydreamed about one day just like shutting some asshole down. I would have loved to hear that speech. Same.
3: And like I in his have- business suit. Oh, yeah. Storming out of his meeting. That's so amazing.
1: And, like, the best part was that, like, it couldn't be more. It is Shakespearean because his dad, my ex's dad, who was supposed to be this great guy because he's, like, this local fireman. Yeah. He was, like, the fire chief of, like, this local town. And so, like, you would think it's, like, oh, the fire chief's a good guy. But no, he was, like, playing dirty. Like he was playing real dirty. It was some Newton, Massachusetts Italian shit. This if, is a lifetime movie that I want to see. It was. It ends very briefly with him following Tony Robbins around the country for $100,000 and then uh, consistently emailing me about pyramid schemes. He cares about me. Okay, wait. Now see. it's a Duplass Brothers movie yeah. and I still want to see it. He wants me to get it on the ground level because he cares about me. Yeah. I'm like every- <laughs> I fucking love it. Love it so <laughs> yeah, much. Yeah, it's great. So let's play this clip. Um, okay. 3204 5 to
2: 33 at 36. And Tina said, yes, she wants to marry you. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> I mean, have you ever met a girl who wanted a ring on her finger more than Tina? Of course, I wanted to get your blessing. Gabe, do you love my daughter? That question is just too corny. Really? Yeah. I still want an answer. Okay, Tommy. Then my answer is this. That's personal between me and Tina. Now, the important thing is that we're comfortable together. That's the important thing. Well, sir, we seem to think so. You yeah, have my blessing. Thanks, sir. It means a lot. Goodbye. I'll just show myself out. I bet you will. Goodbye.
1: Okay, so we just both lit cigarettes because it's smoking time, right? We've reached that point. Wags just drop his pig on the floor. We're both, by the way, obsessed with Pete Davidson and Ariana Grande. Which who knows? This could be a that could be a murder or suicide by the time this airs.
3: And you know what? They're a really good looking couple too. They
1: are. They I'm make like sense. So over people dogging on Pete Davidson. First He's of all, handsome. calling him poor and weird looking. And I'm like, they're first of all, they're if one is mentally ill, they both are. Right. Like this is not. This is not a situation you get in on your own. Um,
3: and you know what? As a mentally ill person. Same. Like,
1: <laughs> I would be happy
3: to go on a date with Pete Davidson. 100%. Like, I would totally take that. He's very, he seems like a very sensitive person. He's very handsome and he's really funny. Yeah. What's not to love?
1: And I think Cassie David's doing great, I'm sure. By the way, total departure from this. I'm sure she's doing great, but like she also seems very like feet on the ground. Wait, and- Who? Cassie David, his last girlfriend, Larry David's oh, daughter. whoever. Yeah, like, I'm right. Team Cassie, and I'm like, I'm sure she dumped him, right? I like, he called up Ariana Grande, who's been secretly texting him for like three years, right? Um, but I could totally see she was the musical guest on his first episode of SNL. Like, right. of course that's where a crush starts. Absolutely. Okay. Back in the room where they're doing the Charlie Damien. That's what I wrote here. Um, the police tells, um, they tell Thomas that based on the ocean, ro- Tommy, that based on the ocean reports, there was no way that this could have been the tide or anything. There's no motive. And Thomas is like, I'll give you a motive. So we cut back to Gabe and Tina on their honeymoon. Oh, Pre diving, basically, they're like practicing diving in Alabama. She doesn't want to do this, like, and I wrote here, girls, if you feel this, don't do it. Because right. This whole, the whole message of this movie is trust your gut because she, from the second he even said scuba diving, she wanted she tenses nothing. up. Yeah, she wants nothing to do with it, and so he um says good because i want a wife who doesn't shop all day i want a wife who does things that i like to do with me like fishing and diving that was
3: such a bullshit comment he made like it was bullshit against all women and it was also
1: just like who cares if your wife likes shopping yeah gives a shit but also like it's as if there's two choices like you get in the ocean and risk your life and do the one thing you hate the most or you're some vapid barbie right yeah so – and by the way, I would love to shop all day. I would too. I would absolutely love that. Sign me up. Where do I go? I would have – I I would join a sugar baby website if I was younger. I wish I had had like more self-possession back then. Right. <laughs> okay. But um, she says, is there anything you like to do with me that doesn't involve me going into water? Water freaks me out. I like air. So – um. Then we go down to him saying, you know, this is good to know. Um, also, I need you to make me the beneficiary beneficiary to your interests. Never a good sign. Um, We've got a mortgage now. We've got to take care of each other. And she says, does that mean I don't have to die until I'm loaded with insurance? Dive until I'm loaded with insurance. Nice typo, Molly. Um... So I want to play. I wrote here that I want to play this part because you can hear the the music cues are so great. Thirty four fifty seven and thirty five forty eight. And what we should know is that this is gearing up to like the big wedding. There's going to be a huge, kind of like really quick passage of time coming up.
0: Yeah, I like that. Great. Well, if I forget to breathe, remember I'm an organ donor.
2: Mm, that is good to know. <laughs> oh honey actually that reminds me um i need you to make me the beneficiary of your insurance
0: ah way to boost my confidence <laughs> i
2: know i know no 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 it's serious come on we've got a mortgage now we got to take care of each other we got to max out our insurance make sure the other one's covered
0: so does that mean i don't have to dive until i'm loaded with insurance
2: hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not a joke honey i serious, okay? Just put me on the insurance. I bet you can get it done by Monday.
0: Okay, fine, Monday. Go into the chapel and we're going to get married. Huh?
3: Cry- True Crime 101, you never open up a life insurance claim. Never. Without... Automatically becoming the number one suspect
1: Never I never tell anyone I'm dating I have life insurance Ever Right If they listen to this podcast God bless you're an hour and a half in We probably should get married But like (laughs) I was gonna say (laughs) But uh No I never tell anyone Because it's like why would you sit like I have a bounty on my head like, right it's insane um this uh going to the chapel almost feels like a punchline which feels inappropriate well it
3: reminded me I wrote down that I feel like father of the bride has the monopoly of using this song absolutely for a montage and this isn't even a montage which you want it to be a montage like I of her getting ready and picking the cake and stuff those are the best but it's I love wedding montages best. I love them but like this isn't a montage it's just a scene with going to the chapel chapel of love playing over and they're all in this like really just like spare looking sad church
1: it's the saddest looking it is the saddest
3: looking church and i'm sure
1: like once you move in the flowers and stuff but like this is just dark to think about i mean i would i grew up catholic so i'm very used to like grand places with like stained glass and like very old massachusetts Uh, shit i love that shit this looks really barren to me yeah um and uh yeah he's like basically she says to her dad like at the rehearsal um you know did you switch the insurance over and he's like not yet i'll get to it and she's like well if he asked tell that you did i don't want to like get him angry oh
3: that was chilling
1: so like the dad is like unsoothed obviously and then um They say like, you know, father of the bride, bride walk down the aisle. And then it takes a minute. Like he's not, he's thinking about this. And then Gabe grabs her arm and says, if you don't bring her down, I'll do it myself. And he drags her down the aisle.
3: It's so creepy.
1: So then we go to the wedding itself uh, and they're doing the vows. And like, he's kind of like laughing them off. Like it's It's gross. It's like embarrassing (laughs) to him to like do these vows.
3: I looked up the bride on her wedding day the real life tina yeah and they actually recreated her wedding look which i thought was a nice touch they did they did do like and i thought her dress was pretty and cute and whatever like she looked good on her wedding day but like it was such a just like sad spare looking ceremony like there was no love it was nothing special about it like the dad is like bummed out
1: are baptist churches like that i don't know Also, isn't Baptist, like, super, super strict? I was going to say,
3: it's like the most hardcore Southern, we hate gay people.
1: I remember my friend went to a Baptist wedding and, like, because, like, you're allowed to drink alcohol, but, like, it's very, like, sparingly used. And, like, everyone at the wedding got one glass of wine, and you went to get in line to get it at the beginning of the night.
3: Look, I'm sober, but at my wedding, I want people to be getting shit-faced. Sure. Because it's a wedding. I would never deprive my guests of alcohol.
1: Totally. At a it's wedding. A, it's such, first of all, it's like, yeah, I don't know why booze is such a like, instrumental, like part of a wedding but it just but it is. kind of is it is yeah um but yeah so right before he kisses her after the vows before he even kisses her he goes now you're all mine Ugh. and it just is is so thick with meaning
3: right it seals the deal of like oh he he's like this is property he might him. as
1: well say like now i've got that insurance policy on lock yeah yeah Guys, if you're about to marry someone and they're, like, more obsessed with the insurance policy than you, that's a big sign. Right. So then we go to the police giving a press conference in Australia, and they say that they're doing an investigation into Tina's death. It's remained open and active, but today the investigation is going to the next level. There's new evidence, um, and the coroner made a decision that the cause of death is now asphyxiation, not drowning. Um, So this this is officially a murder. So then Gabe is having sex with some girl who... I thought it was Tina. I did too. I was like, oh, is this a flashback? But no, no, it's not. And like, he basically got like a diet Tina. It was, was diet he, Tina. Yeah. Budget Tina. And like, it, it it's sad because she's not, can you imagine being cast in a movie and being like, I'm being cast because I'm slightly less attractive than right. the real actress. Right. But he sees Tina's face as he's having sex with her. kind of like gets up and says he's going to go get a glass of water. Like when he walks out of the room, He has the look on his face of, like, what you would imagine, like, if that was someone he picked up drunk and was, like, disgusted with himself. I
3: thought it was a one-night stand. Totally. Because that's how he was acting. He was acting like it was a one-night stand and, like, he couldn't maintain
1: an erection totally like oh god i just realized what i did right um so he walks out to the living room and uh all of a sudden all these cars pull up and he's cars. like oh no 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 like he does this weird reaction to it as if he's been waiting for it <laughs> right um which i guess you would be if you murdered someone yeah so the girl he's sleeping with comes out she looks so disappointed now i guess it's his new
3: fiance and you know he knows how to pick him because she is just as What's wrong with him? I love him. He loves me. She's so malleable. She's so malleable. Yeah,
1: she's like ready to believe whatever he says. Right. Cut to Anderson Cooper. This is like original news footage. I was like,
3: I was like, wait, did he do the movie? At first, I was like, oh my god, way to go. Because
1: like Nancy Grace will do these sometimes. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. But Anderson Cooper. Come on, he's a Vanderbilt. So uh, the news story here is huge. Um, Gabe is talking to his lawyer, and he says that all he wants to sue the police for all of this. He's been dragged through the mud because of Tommy Thomas. Um, (laughs) We cut to the news. There's a Gabe piece, and then Tommy's at another station. um, And Gabe's new fiancé is really upset about all of this, Um, which is good. I mean, I think this is good she has concerns. Sometimes these people are, like, very...
3: Stand by your man no matter what.
1: Yeah, like, just so uh forty one and fifty five to forty four twenty four this is a very hip clip heavy movie, but I feel like I'm cheating you guys if I don't play these. This is such a good, good movie yeah but we're We're making headway.
0: Almost five years after Alabama native Tina Watson was found dead on the bottom of the ocean off the coast of Australia. Her husband, David Gabriel Watson, has been charged with murder.
1: Well, it's an absolutely astounding case. Witnesses say they saw him give her a giant bear hug and then swim in the opposite direction. Uh, Prosecutors had believed that he actually turned off her oxygen tank.
2: Do not tell me to calm down. No, Samuels. Stop talking. I need you to get these charges dropped now, today. Not tomorrow, but right now. what
0: do you have, have, Mr. Mr. Watson. Baby,
4: do you have anything to say about yes. being charged yeah. with your are wife's guilty? murder? The Australians what? have issued I'm an not not indictment you against
2: you. you yeah, well, they're morons and never hurt I mean, Tina. Are you,
4: are you they on. On. say they're going to start extradition wife? proceedings. Care to
0: comment? They're going to have to drive me back there kicking and screaming.
2: Move. Welcome back. We understand you've just come back from Australia. Now this is the photo that made international headlines weeks after Tina died, and it caused a lot of speculation about whether her new husband, Gabe Watson, had something to do with her death. The press called him the honeymoon killer. He has now been indicted for murder, and we want to make sure he stands trial. So the how insane is that? Going to to on to TV to with this crap attacking me. Now. I mean, Tina's rolling around no in your grave away. right now. A grave that's in his was plot, it? by the no way, way, which I can't tell that. you how I agree to that. <laughs> well, what's wrong with you? knew about this honeymoon killer BS long before we hooked up?
0: Well, rumors are one thing, but you're being charged, Gabe. Like Did the whatever. police know something I don't? Never came
2: to see us. No. Never called us. There's nothing to know. <laughs> I have no idea why Tina went down. She just went down.
0: Then why are the police saying that? Why are they. Because he is psycho! He always has been
2: when it came to her, and she knew it. And every time that he would try to dish out some BS about me, she'd stand by me. Why can't you stand by me, huh? Is it because she loved me more than you?
0: Did she say that, please?
2: Then do not make me defend myself in my own house. I'm sorry. Watch what you want.
1: Okay. So we just had a realization while we were watching this, which is that this picture of her dead in the water. (laughs) He looks like he's booking it the fuck out. I mean, I'll show you right now. Like it looks like a meme, like the wandering <laughs> boyfriend. This could easily
3: it could replace that dumb meme that's like I'm so tired of already. That's oh, like yeah. been going on for like a year. Is that the
1: butterfly thing with like? The uh, guy? Yeah,
3: it could replace that, and it could replace the wandering eye boyfriend that people still do captions for. Like this is the new caption meme. That
1: I people mean, need it's to honestly do. we should do a caption contest like within the community. By the way, people still we we are talking about what you guys want to be called as an audience so make sure you go to eight inches uncut the mother may i sleep with podcast story that's our facebook group eight as in like just type the number eight um and nominate a name for this group because this is the most it's the most memeable shit if this wasn't literally a murdered woman right
3: basically the image is for those of you who don't know or haven't seen the picture the image is um in the foreground like in the front and center (laughs) (laughs) Is Gabe.
1: Do you see, Sammy? Like, this is the most...
3: It's Gabe in his full scuba suit. And he is, like... Like, the body language in this, he's booking it out of there. Like, he's like, oh, shit, I gotta get out of here. Like, he's twisted around like he's about to start sprinting, (laughs) even though he's in the water. And then, in the slightly more background, on his uh, left side, there are just two things (laughs) that are, like, hastily swimming towards
1: the dead he body like he's, in the background the dead body is just there like it. i mean again it could be just a table lamp like this is like something it's so crazy um and like this is also another thing too is that like why is he there and then the two fans that are going towards her right clearly trying to save this woman right. like why can this man save her and you can't
3: that's I'd, what i'm saying like as the husband you'd be like oh my god like i'd rather die than have you sink to the bottom you know like yeah. I will die trying to save you but David's body language is like oh shit like a bee is coming after like me. they just put
1: the pizza out at a pizza party <laughs> like it <Right>. really is <laughs> so sad it is so sad he definitely looks like he's got better places to be <laughs> right. um so this is sad for a variety of reasons but as we were also discussing the thing with Tina too is that I don't even know his fiance's name uh we'll just call her Tina too she um like and when he says like, is it because she loved me more? Like you know that that kills a woman like that. Oh yeah. Like she's like she is prettier than me. She's dead. I can't top that. Because
3: look, I have been the uglier of the girlfriends before. Totally. Okay, like I know what
1: my boyfriend's
3: exes look like, or like in the not my boyfriend now, but like my current boy, like totally. past boyfriends. Like I always fucking know what the exes. But look I don't like. look anymore. I need to stop doing that for anyone I date and like, I've been the uglier person before and it doesn't feel right. good when you're in a low self-esteem place like Tina 2.
1: But what he doesn't realize or what Tina 2 doesn't realize about herself is that unlike Tina 1, she has like no will to live and that's more attractive right. to him than anything. Totally. Like she... She's just, the rose the remote at her. She's not ever going to fight back. Oh, no, never. No, never. And like when we see the extent like how far this goes, like they deserve each other. But right. uh Can you imagine like just a Spoil the ending. Can you imagine waiting at the airport to pick up your boyfriend (laughs) who's just served 18 months in jail for murdering his first wife?
3: Right. How humiliating.
1: (laughs) With a sign that says, welcome home, babe. Like, so And and you know he
3: smells like shit, too, because he's also been on a, he just got out of prison and he's been on an airplane for 15 hours
1: straight. Like, he's been wearing his college t-shirt on (laughs) the plane that was probably never washed when he checked into jail. No. I always think about that because I watched 60 Days In. Um, that like, the, do you know what 60 days is? Mm -mm. they put people who aren't who never committed a crime in jail for 60 days just to do it immerse them in general population so that they get the idea and like no one knows that they're there and so A&E obviously was only able to run this for like two seasons because now it's a a potential danger but um the whole thing is that like you go in with white underwear and a white bra and like a white t shirt and you have to kind of mess them up so they look like not brand new so right. people don't know. But like if you don't go into jail with the right underwear, you're fucked. Like is that you have real, yeah, because you have to wear white undergarments and a white bra. And, like, if you go in with, like, a pink thong, like, you're never seeing that shit again. Right. Until you get out. Right. And then who wants to put on that thong? No. A two-year-old thong? That was, like, a leading up to a rest thong. Like whatever right. You <laughs> whatever you were getting into that night is not good. It's, it's not good. So no. it doesn't sit well in a Ziploc. So Gabe is with um, – this is a huge story, by the way. So I should just point this out. We've now realized this is, like, international news. So Gabe is with his lawyer saying that all this is a joke. Um, the lawyer seems to think that the fight over the insurance money is a big deal. And then Gabe's like, her dad got it. All I got was her debts. And his lawyer's like, well, you thought you were going to get it. Uh, like, why did you go to her office and like clean out her desk and ask about insurance? He's like, I went to go get her iPod. And I'm like, that doesn't make you look any better that he right. said that. It's not like he could have
3: lied and been like, I went to go look at a photograph she had of us. He totally. says iPod. It's
1: like... especially during this time like ipods were still relatively new like that had a good street value right like now if some guy said i went to go get my wife's ipod i'd be like oh that's sentimental fuck right like Like he
3: wanted my playlists on it he wanted to listen to my music that's like but back in 2003 they've been out for like what two years at that point that is expensive piece of property it was like
1: a ti like 183 or whatever those they were those calculators they were so fucking huge back then yeah um, so Tommy and her, um, and her mom go to leave flowers at the grave, but the flowers they left last week are gone. I just want to make a note
3: about the flowers.
1: Yeah. The flowers. Oh, wait, I forgot to say he had her body exhumed out of spite. Oh, that was so I gross. I totally missed that. Right. So, Tommy Thomas goes to go put flowers out at his daughter's grave. And like, he's having the great, the body exhumed from the grave site, which he thought was like, Gabe thought this was bullshit that he was even buried. But I was like with them but i was like gabe like you were married for a week
3: like and he wants and he's not that he cares about tina he just wants control of her body even after her death
1: it's his minimal control he's flexing his minimal control right um sorry so anyway um what were you saying the parents flowers the parents are bringing
3: flowers and i just have to say that the flowers that alex got for her on the date were a lot nicer than the flowers I know that they left on her grave. I I know that's like really rude. But I, I will
1: say though that that it was a pretty beautiful arrangement, all things considered. Yeah, because when I think about if I ever die in LA and someone buys me the flowers that they sell outside of Forest Lawn. Like you know, that, when you get right. off that freeway exit, right. and they have those like dyed daisies mm, that are blue. I don't want those dyed daisies. I would, I would die again. I would rise just to die like again. Like the ones that the artificially colored. No, those really upset. I me. don't want those. And those are exactly what they have. So when you think about what people typically put outside of graves, I did think it was a generous arrangement. It was. It was a nice
3: arrangement. I'm just being a bitch. I just thought the flowers. I, feel you. I thought that the flowers wrapped up in the butcher paper that Alex. They gave were kind were of nicer. hipstery. They were hipstery. They Which were nicer. Was
1: not I thought a nice... I mean, that's... He had to go somewhere for that in Alabama. They don't just have that everywhere. Oh, yeah. Um, So... We cut back to Australia. Um, Tina's like, I love being married. They're on a boat. Um, and he's like, you certainly liked it last night. Should have put that in the vows. I promised to keep you satisfied. Which is, like, so gross. It was so disgusting. Like. Because you know
3: he's not satisfying her. But Tina right. thinks, Tina thinks she's being satisfied because she's never had a real orgasm before. Right. So she's like, oh, this is what good sex is like. Right.
1: Oh, my God. You're so right. Oh, yeah. You're so right. I mean, to me, I just thought it was, like, pervy. Because I was like, if it was great, we wouldn't have to talk about it. Oh yeah. I mean he's flexing again. This guy loves Total. to flex. Um and they're also like on like it seems like a family like day trip sort of boat. Like it's not like a romantic little boat ride, but they're doing all the Australian things and then her phone rings and uh he's like, Don't answer it, don't it's gonna be your dad, don't answer it Which I mean, it's pretty bold to think that you could answer a cell phone on a moving boat.
3: In Australia? Yeah,
1: like, there's no... Right. I mean, it's just, like, there's so much wind.
3: Like, you can't... I wouldn't want to talk on the phone. No. I mean, this is when people used to talk on the phone to each other. This is a Samsung flip, though, and, like, in the middle of a windy boat. I just don't know that she would have even had cell service in Australia. She would have had to pay out the ass for it. Because when I went to Russia in 2004, Mm -hmm. my Nokia brick phone was not working there.
1: Dude, when I went to London, like, literally four years, five years ago, I had to buy like a nokia burner yeah because i couldn't use my iphone there i was terrified when i went to japan thinking i couldn't use my iphone but for some reason you use it verizon like has stepped their game up oh my god four years but i was like literally living off of minutes in london four years ago right it was like yeah it's uh we gotta work on that international relations in terms of cell phones right and just in general um so the two of them go to the beach they're playing around I thought this was a little, like, pornographic for a beach. Like, the two of them Oh, my God. Like, oh. I thought it was wildly inappropriate. Okay. I'm good. Because I think of you as, like, some sort of, like, like a wild child, sort of. But I, I was like, ew. Like, are there, like... There's, like, families here. They're, like... No, it was gross. Because, like, look, I'm a
3: hoe. But there's a time and a place. I have, like... There's a time and a place for that. And, like, it was so... They were, like, at... You're right. They were at, like, a family beach. And basically what happens is she mounts him on the sand and starts, like grinding on him
1: surprising for Tina but that just goes to show his influence I guess she wants to
3: impress him and she wants to like be like I just want to make him happy. This is
1: my husband. Like, that's the other thing, too, is, like, the whole, like, honeymoon thing weirds me out because it's, like, this is my husband. We fuck now, okay? And it's... Right. Like, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just, like, the tension of everywhere you go. Everyone's being, like... It's all about fucking. I know who's fucking tonight. Like, right. Because you're on your honeymoon. That's why I kind of don't even want a wedding because I just don't want everyone to be, like, are they going to fuck tonight or no? Like... Well, like,
3: your parents know you're your fucking tonight. parents know. Everyone... <laughs> so has, bad.
1: They just paid for a huge party so you can go get fun um <laughs> uh, but she's taking a picture with a koala really fun they do the kangaroos and everything um and she's like i just want to stay in sydney she's having a lot of fun and he's like no way are we missing
3: out on the great barrier reef which like true okay. i want to miss out on i that. get it but like again you can see it through snorkeling without having to dive
1: And then he makes a terrible joke about like, come on, like you're going to miss the chance to get eaten by a shark. And she's like, that's not funny. And he's like, yes, it is. Lighten up. He's such a fucking dick. I hate him so much. Like
3: I, he doesn't even like try to make her get into it it would he would still be a dick for pressuring her when she clearly didn't want to do it right but he's just like doesn't even give a shit he's like making her feel bad about herself for being scared this is
1: what like a supportive great guy would like come in with the books about the great barrier reef and be like watch let's like watch this movie like let's like you know maybe if you understand more of it you'll be more open to it and if but she s- even if not cool but and like, even
3: if she, yeah and like if she and the great supportive guy after doing that if he could see she, like, did not want to do it, He yeah. wouldn't. she wouldn't even have to say it. He could just sense, like, she's not comfortable with this. Well, that's
1: the scary part of all this is that, like, she couldn't have said more times in like, right. the very beginning that she doesn't want to do this. And he makes her do it. I just realized it's 930. So but. we have to start to, like, we have to Let's fast forward it. a little bit. Okay. Um. But anyway, so we find out that he winds up removing the flowers that the parents bought from the grave. It gets caught on video. It goes completely viral. Right. Um. Which is great. It was awesome. I love that. I love that, too. Because it couldn't have been more telling. Um, right. Then we find out, go to Queensland, Australia in 2003. Uh, Tina sees the boat they're about to get on. And right away, she's like, this looks like shoddy. Um, right. She's completely unprepared for this. Everyone else there is like an experienced person. We learned right away she's motion sick. And Gabe's bragging. Gabe's bragging to everyone about what an experienced diver he is. What is he, a rescue diver? So like he has no excuse for any of this to happen, by the way. Um, And he says to her, if you keep acting like this, you're going to ruin it for me and ruin it for yourself. So we cut back to lawyers in Alabama. Um, He's like, why do you keep taking me back to the worst day of my life? Then back on the boat, Tina's like, I'm seasick. What if I didn't dive today? And he's like, my parents paid $10,000 for this trip. You have to try harder. That was bullshit. Total price tag dropping. This right. is like another place where I was like, money manipulation, bitch. Um, so that wording at breakfast, the duck hand is like, you should have an orientation because like this is really like chaotic wind today. And Gabe's like, don't worry about it. I'm a rescue diver. And Tina's like, well, like, yeah, like I'll go just go with him. But then she turns to him and is like, I don't know. Like, should I, should we do this? He's like, no so um day of the dive um Gabe is loading her up with weights I didn't realize that you had to be weighted I didn't either I learned something new yeah and apparently even though she's a really like little girl they were like she had way too much weight on her she could have like sufficed without it but he kept saying that like he kept pushing for more weight salt water so you need more weight which is like that's something that if someone said that to me I'd be like well what the fuck do I know about salt water sure right um She's so, wearing a really cute purple wetsuit. Really cute. I thought she looked great in her wetsuit. Right, like me the too. The first thing I thought, I was like, if I was an actress, I to get into a wetsuit. I would be upset. I would just be, like, green juicing for two months. Same. Um, and her friend on the boat, like, they get into the water, and, like, they get down, and his computer isn't working. So they come back up. He figures out what's going on with his computer. And meanwhile, she's met a friend on the boat who's also on her honeymoon. And, um... The friend's like, you don't have to go back if you don't want. And she's like, I feel like I kind of have to, and like that is tough. It's like very similar to the wedding situation where she say, like, just say that the insurance is taken care of, so right. we're all set.
3: She wants to placate him.
1: Yeah, yeah, and like the and like the thing with doing that with scuba diving is like the only thing that's at stake is your fucking life. Right. Um, so let's just play one hundred one thirty five to one hundred three thirty
2: four. Wait, now they think I faked a broken computer. Well, they tested the computer and they said that it just wouldn't beep if the battery was in backwards. Well, the battery wasn't in backwards in the computer, it was backwards in the wire transmitter. Okay, Gabe, you never said anything about your wire transmitter in your original statement. Nobody ever asked me about the damn wire transmitter. (sighs) Okay. Okay? Hey, look. I don't need my own lawyer doubting me. Either you believe me or I'll find myself a new lawyer. I'll let you decide today, okay? But hold on, wait a minute. That bit that they think I was trying to separate Tina from the rest of the divers, well, that's just plain dumb. There's no way you can do that. There's no way you can make that dive without people around. There are divers everywhere. <laughs> oh what's wrong
1: i don't know i don't really feel very comfortable
2: It's gonna be fun come on uh,
1: you want to go first oh got enough air uh, what's that
2: i just said i don't have enough air enough air, air baby we checked before we went okay how about you go down first oh really yeah, oh yeah come on ready oh. all right sure again where is it Ready? Yeah.
1: One, two, oh. three. I just wrote here I've never seen wanna do something less. Like every single part of her doesn't wanna do that. When she's right. underwater, she's holding onto this rope that's she does, attached to a She's not right. into
3: it. She's so scared. And even when she's like, there's one point where she's pointing up, like, I need to go up. I need to go up.
1: Yeah. And he's like, no. And he grabs her hand and like drags her through the water, like taking her from the one thing that she feels safe about, which right. is that rope. Um, so at one point, like she's, we see the whole thing happen where it's like difficult to explain, but essentially, cause I don't know, like also the mechanics of scuba diving, but um, something happens where they're together. One minute he grabs her, sort of, she clearly is saying, I want to go up. Then all of a sudden, we see him come up for air, and he's like, what happened? And someone says, what happened? And he says, I lost my wife. So they put her on another boat, and they start giving her CPR. He's on one boat. She's on the other. And they're like – the guy on the
3: boat that he's on is like, don't you want to go be with your wife right now? And he's like, no.
1: This is the guy from Miami that right. we meet later. And he starts to kind of explain the story to the guy. And the guy's like, you better come up with a different story because what you just said couldn't happen um and then his wife's like you know you, you we should go over to the other boat and he's like no 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 i'll just get in the way which is a really odd thought to have in that moment that's like, like the biggest red flag ever i don't know how he thought he was gonna pull that off like, like he wasn't even
3: acting it. like the concerned husband
1: no and like the the worst part is is that like when they come over and say she died he laughs he laughs he laughs and there are people that do that but like
3: but everything we know about him up to this point to see him laugh when they say that, it's right. not a laugh out of like shock and utter bereft. Like, he's just like,
1: <laughs> like, like, you can't be serious. Oh, wait, you're serious. And he sits down and he's kind of like smiling and holding his head. And so we go back to the boat a second later where they're all, I guess, transporting her dead body back to shore. And, and the people who don't even know her are crying. Are crying. They're like mourning. And one woman says, like, is there anything I can do? Can I call anyone? And he goes, I got to call people. Like, it's a burden to him. Yeah. And, yeah, I would guess that is something. And since. then he does call his, the dad. He calls his own dad, and his dad calls Tom. Right. And I would say Harvey Keitel, I have to say, I always look for that big moment. We, he he had a moment. He had his moment best. in the shower and the bathroom was a great He was seizing like i literally at one point i was like is he gonna have a fucking heart attack yeah because he looked like he was having like a health issue it was
3: a good acting moment i felt
1: so we go back to alabama in 2009 um we see that his fiance gabe's current fiance tina too is being like hounded by the press the police whatever um gabe's lawyer is leveling him with him like which i love like i love that moment with a lawyer where they're like i'm not even gonna gas you up this looks fucking bad right like i'm gonna do what i can but whatever greg campbell calls tommy and says he's the guy in um he's the detective in australia and he says that gabe has voluntarily turned himself in so he can prove he's not guilty of murder And the detective asks him why the change of heart, uh, why would he leave his new wife? Because he says to his wife, like right when she's like, can we get rid of these police or whatever? He says to his wife, "Um, let's get married. Let's get married this weekend. So they do a quickie wedding. Then he turns himself in in Australia. They act like this is like a 15 minute flight. Right. Um, And uh, he says, well, we'll see what the jury says about that. And then Greg says that. And then, Gabe says, maybe we will, maybe we won't. So he agrees to take a lesser charge of negligence, manslaughter, so it's on his terms. Um, then we cut back to him in the morgue, which is the clip that, like, I don't think this got enough heat. Um, IMDb did say that there was, like, a goof here because you could see her stomach moving in the morgue, <laughs> like, she's <Yeah>. breathing. <laughs> um and also wires her corpse smiling but um he like t- gives her a little speech and he says to her dead body like i'm so sorry like i wish i could have done something and then he takes her engagement ring off oh, of her finger and pockets it that was so gross like, how would you explain that to someone?
3: Right. I was wondering that, too. Like, because they're going to notice where's her ring.
1: And that's that, like, psychopath. This is the part of him that thinks he can major in PR, too. Like, he's like, they're so stupid. Like, I'm going to take the ring off of her finger and they can figure it out later. Right. Like, or like, if they ask, I'll just be like, I want it as a token. Not right. like, this is potential evidence in a murder investigation. Like, he just isn't taking it seriously. Yeah.
3: And he's like, I can cash this in.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what Tina's wearing. Or, re, yeah, re gift the ring to Tina. Yep. So the cop is furious, um, but the judge reminds him that the evidence is super flimsy, which is important. And we should, I do love this. Um, you can play this clip at 119.35 to
4: 121.06. Mr. Watson, you have acknowledged an understanding of the charges against you. In the charge of murder, how do you plead? Not guilty. And in the charge of negligent manslaughter, how do you plead? Guilty. (laughs) After reviewing the case, I find your decision to abandon your wife when she was fighting for her life reprehensible. You were her sole means of survival and you turned away. And this displays an appalling lack of character. And causing unnecessary death deserves criminal punishment. But by your plea, you do not seek to pretend that your actions were anything other than what they were. And you have spared the deceased's family the agony of a trial. You have saved the community the expense of conducting a trial. And I regard your plea as a recognition of your wrongdoing and an expression of your remorse. And I hereby sentence you to 12 months at hard labour to be served in the general prison population. Oh. All right.
1: The judges there are oh, their wig. He's dressed like Paul Revere.
3: I was going to say, like when they, they gave like a close up on the judge's wig and it was like this tight white curl. It's so bad. It was awful.
1: Well, like his was almost like tinted blonde a little bit, which I really <laughs> right. liked because like this is the, this is the type of court where I forget that this happens, but like in certain courts, like the lawyers wear Sort of like gowns and wigs, like Everyone in England,
3: and Canada, and Australia. Like if I was in, I couldn't take, it, I couldn't take it seriously if I had to look up at the judge, no, dressed in cosplay.
1: Like why though? I mean, I guess maybe there's probably there's there has to be obviously some significance to it, but it just feels so antiquated that it right. like makes a mockery of their whole process. Totally,
3: it's like a joke. It's like a performance.
1: And I mean, when an American walks into your court, I mean, it's just they can't yeah so we it turns out our boy gabe gets a year in prison 12 months he's sentenced to and like the judge obviously as we heard in the clip is like very he's not team gabe but like gabe played his cards right right exactly he Um, got the deal and so the investigator tells tommy not to be sorry Tommy asks the lawyer if the prosecutor made a deal with Gabe before he left America. And then Tommy gives a speech to the press where he basically is like, I don't know how to put this except to say that the judge and the prosecutor prosecutor cared more about Mr. Watson and his embarrassment about being brought up on murder charges and allowed him to plead guilty to manslaughter. That's a joke. The judge ruled that he he let my daughter sink to the bottom of the ocean rather than get help. Right. Um, I'd say he swam in the wrong direction. He could have given her oxygen. The judge, um, the judge said that. So he's pissed rightfully. So, I mean, this is an absolute mess, right? Um, I'm going to play this clip. This is basically the whole, like him getting brought into jail and everything like that.
0: In an Australian court earlier this week, Gabe Watson was convicted of negligent manslaughter. His sentence of 12 months in prison was increased to 18 months after Tina Watson's family and the prosecutors
4: protested his light jail sentence.
0: Gabe Watson says his wife drowned due to inexperience, yet he pleaded guilty to criminal, uh, criminally negligent manslaughter in Australia. He served time in prison there.
2: Oh, come on. Land this bad boy. No, I'm sorry, man. I just I want to get on the ground, you know. I've been out of the country for about a year and a half. You know, the first thing I'm going to do is find a nice piece of American soil and I'm going to kiss it. Then I'm going to find a cheeseburger and I'm going to kiss that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Then I'm going to find my wife, and I'm going to kiss her for about two days. (sighs) Yeah. Come
0: on. This is your captain
4: speaking. Flight attendants, prepare
2: for landing. Okay, here we go. All right. How to get my life back.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, for your own safety effort. David Gabriel Watson, Special Agent Fowler You're of the FBI. Of no, You're under arrest for the planning and premeditated murder of Christina Watson in the state of Alabama. You have the right this to remain right. silent. This isn't
2: right. we can't do this. No, this is illegal. Have you not heard of double
0: jeopardy? Pleading guilty to manslaughter in Australia does not get you out of murder charges in Alabama. <laughs> let's start again. Okay, you have the right again. to remain silent. Anything you say can and will be held against you in a court of law. You have the right to an attorney. If you cannot afford an attorney, one will be appointed for you. Do you understand these rights as I've explained them to you? Yeah, I got mean, it. I want you to get my back. Gabe Watson, aka the Honeymoon Killer, is back on U.S. soil and in the custody of police seven years after allegedly murdering his wife of just 11
3: days. Watson's attorney says that he paid his dues by serving time for involuntary manslaughter
0: in Australia.
2: I didn't kill your daughter. Mr.
0: Watson,
1: hey. how do you address
0: the charges that you are in fact guilty of? Okay, it's A very complicated case. I want to talk about it with legal analyst Sonny Hostin, a former prosecutor. Um, it seemed uh, the prosecution was stunned that the judge threw this out. It's, Were you?
2: I think it's just extraordinary that this case never went to the jury. Again.
0: And today, Gabe Watson is a free man after an extraordinary week in an Alabama court. The case was thrown out by the Jefferson County Circuit judge, citing lack of evidence. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, we got food here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Make any sense. Maddie, do me a favor, brother. Yeah. these aren't ready yet.
1: Okay, Cammy, okay. honey, will you take these? Put them on the table for me. So we find out that they actually were able to extend his charge to eighteen months because of, I guess, public upro- uproar. Right, and, like just people agreeing that this was absolutely ridiculous. Um. And on the plane ride home, he's itching in his skin to get off the plane.
3: And he keeps saying that to the person next to him. He's like, can't wait to get back on American soil.
1: Right. And like the guy next to him clearly doesn't know that he's this guy. Like right. he just thinks he's a tourist who took a too much of an extended vacation. Yeah. You know? And, um... It's, it's very awkward because he has no remorse whatsoever, which I mean, let's say, you know, if you don't think you're guilty of this, which I'm sure he knows he is, but if you don't think you're guilty of this, I could see that being, you know, You're unannoyant. excited to, like, never go back to Australia again. But, like, I would think that you'd almost have, like, a peace about you that comes with serving that amount of time where it's yeah. just, like, you're humble and you've gained some patience. And, and he is not because he sucks. He's, he's itching out of his skin to get there. So they get to the airport there's you know his wife is waiting for him with the welcome home uh gabe sign and right as he gets off the plane he gets arrested um Not i was so think- happy about that to see him get arrested i mean i'm glad they were able to hold him on charges right. in the u.s because i was kind of unaware i don't know what else it would be except for like lying and wasting police time and right. stuff like that because how could you charge someone for murder that didn't happen in your country right but that said, it didn't work anyway because he was released, I guess, I two weeks into the trial. The judge dismissed it for lack of evidence. Um, So we cut to a barbecue, oh. which is so like wild and inappropriate to undersell it. Like that they're having, you know, they're frying up steaks. Right. You and, know? And, and Tina, too,
3: his new <laughs> wife, is there acting like she didn't just fucking... Like the bell of the ball right like she's not married to a gross murderer who doesn't know how to fuck no and she's so happy she's so happy she's like oh look at my little life is great he didn't even get the insurance money so like we live in this dump i know and they like, have a pool though they did have a pool yeah uh but like basically there's this scene where she hands him over <laughs> a tray of really saucy looking chicken yeah or something and the sauce gets on gabe's arm
1: and like i don't know about you but i held my breath because i, I was too. like he's I gonna strike her in front of everyone at the party that's what i
3: thought and i was like oh and then the image will be shattered in front yeah. of all these people but he didn't he restrained his cool he's like that's all
1: right baby and then he goes over and makes the weirdest choice oh, to clean so himself gross. off in the pool in the pool it's like dude go in the kitchen it's right there Well, like, why? Because of chlorine, like, you can wash yourself off in a pool when you have... Which, by the way, IMDb hated that the amount of barbecue sauce on his arm changed change? so drastically. It was a lot of barbecue sauce. It like, went from like a splatter, <laughs> right. which I was like, oh, this is an abusive husband's like, this is enough for an abusive husband to be mad right. about to like, to the point where I was like, even I would be pissed about right. that. Like, dude, you fucking <laughs> he was, like, covered in it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm covered head to toe in baby rays, And like, you're like, and it was probably hot too. into a bowl. Yeah, totally. And like, so
3: he goes to the pool, he dunks his whole arm in yeah. and he starts washing it off in the pool and he stands up with this look of smug self satisfaction. He goes, Who wants to go for a swim?
1: Oh, but wait, what you missed there is that the ghost of Tina is oh, staring back at him. Right.
3: He sees it in the
1: pool. And he kinda like shudders and is like, Oh, that's too much of that for me. And then he like <laughs> is like, Who wants to go for a swim? Like credits up. Right. Like, Freeze too- frame credits. Which was it's great because last week we did a movie about Lisa Renna learning how to swim, um, and like finding out she's fucking her swim instructor's husband. And so this is a very water heavy season. of mother may sleep with podcast, which I don't mind. It's summer. Right. I think it's celebratory. Yeah, I loved this movie, guys. Ten out of ten for real. For me, it was um, great. Just because. Yeah, I mean, this is even if you're not a lifetime head, which, like, maybe another woman's husband, which we watched last week, maybe that would be a lot for you. But this right. is just a good – I for me, this reminds me of, like, Backdraft or something, where it's like, this is just a good movie about bad things that wouldn't occur to me. Right. But we have a scale here that is – you know, we use to kind of judge rank these movies. Um, last week was an all time high. I won't even tell you our score cause it's insane, but, um, what's your favorite movie of all time? Like just in terms of how well made it is, the acting, everything like the bad seed. One. What, back seat, backseat, the bad seed. the bad seed. I was like, what's backseat, <laughs> um, the bad seed. Okay. So great movie. Um, I would say five for us is Mother May I Sleep with uh Danger, which is like the OG just in terms of everything lifetime. So when we're gonna go and rank these things and we do have a slightly different scale than we did last year. Um, uh, you're gonna if you the closer to one is the bad seed, the closer to five is Mother May I Sleep with Danger. So on a scale Is that the worst lifetime movie? It's the most lifetimey lifetime movie. Right. I would right. say just in terms of like you know it's no Haley Dufflick, which are really bad as well, yeah, but it's pretty uh, iconic okay, so, so that's
3: this is the scale,
1: yeah, because I do think that ultimately these movies are iconic and they have a place in our society, and here's the thing. I love bad movies, Same.
3: love them, like so I am like I would never watch a movie that like had terrible acting and like terrible production. If it entertained me, I would be like, well that was a great movie.
1: Absolutely. That's why I come here with a, like a renewed sense of hope every single week. It's right. because like, oh, and, like I was entertained watching this. I totally loved it. I this is up there for me with like Drew Peterson and like Craigslist killer and some like the better true life stories that right. we've covered on this show. Um so in terms of like the acting, would you say this is like a 1, closer to the bad seat or like a 5? Um, I would say it's, uh, <laughs> probably a four. This is, yeah, I would say it's a 3.5 or a four. I like Harvey, Harvey brings out. it up. I'm going to give it a 3.5 because Harvey, I, I think really like, because there were moments
3: that I started laughing because the acting was so bad and cheesy, totally. but I love
1: bad acting. Yeah. I love it. I do too. I mean, and also acting is hard. I can't, act. it is hard. I've never done it. So like when any, whenever someone gives it a good college try, proud of them. Totally. It is hard. hard. You know what I mean? Right. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Um, Believability of the world and characters.
3: Uh, Now that we've talked about how sad the church was, I would say it's a lot more believable. Totally. Believability of the world and characters will... I would give it a two yeah, because like they did do a really good job with the emotional abuse aspect of their relationship. They
1: had a lot of like different locations to cut up and make seem authentic. Yeah. Yeah, There was a lot of moving parts that I thought they did a good job with. I'm going to give it a two. Use of, uh, use of uh, creative use of words to avoid censorship. So that's like fricking that's like, holy begonias. That's like, okay. Well, he
3: said, I'm going to go home and kiss my wife for two days straight.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, there was a little... I, I mean, it wasn't crazy. I think no. this was, like, a two. Like, we yeah. didn't get any, like, There epic. wasn't
3: Right. There wasn't... Yeah, holy begonias. You know
1: who has that shit is, like, they always give it to Candace Cameron Br- Bray. Like, yeah. oh, my Lanta. Like, do you right, know what I mean? Where they're right. just, like, coming up with shit so they don't have to say standard words. Right. Dialogue. It wasn't great. It was not great dialogue. <clears throat> it
3: but wasn't I didn't, the worst, either. Yeah, it wasn't the worst. This is like a three. Yeah, it's somewhere in the middle. Wardrobe. Um, It was cheap. You know what but was good about the wardrobe is because it added to his douchiness so much. Yep. Like his polo
1: shirts that he wore. It also seemed accurate to the time. And yeah, like, it did. Like the station in life that these people were like middle class, very like middle right. class time. Like, yeah. They weren't trying like, to look trendy. Like a two or a three. Yeah. I mean, I actually want to give this a three just because... I noticed both Tina One and Tina Two were wearing the same types of nighties that were really unfortunate, and she wore
3: a bra with her nightie, which upset me. I
1: know, and it's like there's nothing like your man like does not want like a little floral no baby like it wasn't even like a sexy baby doll. It just was like you look like a, a grandma. It was like an Eileen Fisher baby doll. Wow. Yep, that's exactly right. Hair and makeup. Um. It was just, like,
3: someone's first makeup gig.
1: Tina, too, carried makeup for me because of her green eyeshadow when she picked him up at the airport. Yes. I also will say, like, going back to wardrobe, I love Tina 2's fake Chanel bag. Oh,
3: my God. I didn't even notice that.
1: It was, like, really. It was I need to go really, back. Like, it was, like, Pat Mother. Um, I guess for her makeup, it's a three. Yeah. It's very middle of the road. Music. I mean, I'm going to say. Yeah. This is a five. Right. Music for me. Because it was like between the music and this, the sound-alikes are so offensively nothing. Right. That they're great. Right. Like, yeah, crying. I mean, Harvey Keitel held this for me at at like a four. Oh, yeah. Also, the non-crying counted as crying for me. Yeah. Him not being upset. Yeah. Sammy, are you doing this math? No. Okay, I'll try. I'm sorry. No, it's not your job. I mean, it is, but it's not. Steven did it, but Steven just is ridiculous. Victimization of the female character. This is oh, my five. God. This is a hard Wait, five. Wait, are we doing five? Wait, I thought five was the worst. Five is... I think that this was the most lifetimey.
3: Oh, yeah, five. At every turn. A hard five. It was so... She was so victimized. She didn't even have a fucking chance. She
1: didn't have a chance. And, like, they didn't help her in any way No, either. And <laughs> even when she
3: stood up to him, it was like... She wasn't even as mad as she should have been. Yeah. Like, she should have fucking need him in the balls.
1: Yeah. No. And she just is like, I packed my sleepover bag and he didn't seem to respond to that. Like, right. I mean, she should have like insulted relatable. his
3: manhood. She should have gone totally. for the jugular. I've been like, you, you're fucking not even cute enough to get away with this shit.
1: What do you think about telling someone they have a small dick? Um, or I saying mean, their dick doesn't work.
3: I I don't go for the you have a small dick more than I think it's more of an insult to say you don't know how to make a woman come.
1: Yeah.
4: Because I agree.
3: small dick you can't control that. Mm-hmm. But like someone not knowing how to make a woman come says so much about their personality.
1: Yeah. You know? Yeah, I have Vader pub rules that never like really like stuck with me when Katie would be like your dick doesn't even work. I was like, "Whoa." There's other complaints there's like a m- you can have. Yeah, and there's, like, medical
3: reasons why someone's dick sure, couldn't work. It doesn't, sure. like, reflect them as a person as much as someone who just sucks at fucking.
1: Yeah, and I'm also like, that's what you get for dating a guy that drinks whiskey in L.A. over 35.
3: Totally. You know?
1: Right. Um, failure in or refusal to jump to the logical conclusion. Uh, we see this more in, like fictionalized movies, but I mean, everyone knew he did it. Yeah. So uh, this is like a two for yeah. me because it wasn't like so clear cut either way dropped plot lines. Um, there wasn't a lot. I mean, I'd like to know what happened to the mom and the sister. The mom wasn't even at the trial. Like, did right. She
3: die. No, it's like they couldn't come to set that day. Maybe
1: I do wonder that. I think that that's like our audience under thinks about like how these things are Affordable for people, right?
3: Like they couldn't afford to pay the mom and the sister. They weren't that like integral to the plot.
1: How many days do you think it took to shoot something like this?
3: <sighs> Fourteen.
1: Yeah, this is a two week shoot. For yeah, sure. yeah. Um, so draw plot lines. This is like maybe a one or two. It's not bad, right? Like, but font is where I mean, this is a this is like a four for me. Yeah, but, font. It, but that <laughs> noise, was,
3: that noise that they made that had nothing to do with because they were trying to make it like a. Like, they didn't know if this was like a police drama or about. Because it was a. It's it was so many different, like, protagonists in this. Was like, it? I could see this on a CSI, but we're not right. going for that. Right. It was like such a CSI noise. I'm going to
1: give it a five. Right. It was. It deserves it. This yeah. movie deserves more love than we're able to give it. Okay. 38.5. That's pretty fucking good. That's pretty fucking good. And in fact, it might be like our second highest of the season so far. Of the most lifetimey? Of the most lifetimey. I mean Restless Virgins barely I mean Megan and Harry, we basically said it was like an Oscar winner. Wait, is that about Megan Markle and Harry? That got a twenty. <laughs> but then last <laughs> week's movie, Another Woman's Husband, got a fifty point five, which was our highest movie by I think I think this might be on par with our season one biggest movie, which was Liz and Dick.
3: Oh my god, I love Liz and Dick.
1: It was great. That is
3: that might be the most lifetime movie I've ever seen.
1: You would think, but like then there was other things that it was like kind of like oh they did a good job with that I guess. Like I mean I guess also netting like Lindsay Lohan especially right. like during that that era where it that was questionable like questionable time in her life really where like, questionable
3: where it was like she that was like that was a big deal for her to even be. Be welcomed on onto a set,
1: which, by the way, I will say, like I heard someone else say this recently, and I felt very like received by the universe when I she said it. Like the Canyons was not that bad.
3: I love Lindsay Lohan,
1: I love her, like I, I
3: love good her thanks for her, I do too. I want her, like my dream. Is to write the Oscar winning movie, like her comeback movie for oh, her. Oh, I would
1: love that for you. You know, like, yeah. that's my
3: dream for her and for me. Like,
1: I will say when she came on to Broke Girls, like, she was pretty fucking good. And like, someone from the audience, like, wrote a scathing thing that got up on a note they didn't, that was like, she forgot her lines and blah, blah, blah. And like. Well, you go up, dude, get up there and do it. Have you ever done like a multi-cam? Like, right. first of all, like, everyone looks shitty compared to Cat and Beth, who just like, I mean, like they don't even like their brains are pristine, right? Um, but then also, like we've had guest stars on who were like, I mean, no, not naming any names, but like they just like couldn't fucking remember a line, right? And she for a name, and like yes, like there was a, a day or two she was like a little a little bit late or something, but right. like it wasn't hand late, like it was right. that seven hours late that you would right. expect, and so I really do like I. I love her. And I don't know how necessarily that relates to this movie, but I will say that's who the hearts of the people who watch this movie are. I think they root for Lindsay.
3: Yeah. And even if they don't like, even if they think she's stupid and trashy and ridiculous, I think the hearts of the listeners of this show love watching her.
1: We root for women.
3: We do root for women. And Lifetime, a channel for women.
1: Like how many like dudes, have done exactly what she's done and they're like fucking fine. All of them. Yeah. When a fucking woman all of them, wrong, literally anytime a woman fucks up, like if Misha Bart not a dick, she would be, she'd be already doing, on her
3: Oscar nom by now. I was now. just gonna
1: say, I okay. was like, not even that maybe she'd be hosting, like, right. she'd be like the Billy Crystal of her life. If right. She was, yeah. right. It's so sad. It's, it's so sad. sad. <laughs> Guys. Rachel Fisher is the best. She hosts a podcast that I love called Hollywood Crime Scene. You guys will love it too. It's very dishy and very fun. And we've had Desi on as well. Yes. So if you guys like Desi, you like Rachel, they're the best. Hollywood Crime Scene. Is there um your Rachel Fisher on Twitter? Right, the Rachel Fisher, the Rachel Fisher, yes. Childlike Empress on Instagram. Yes, yes. You guys should go follow her. She's really fun and super fucking funny. Lots of hot takes. And uh, I'm all about it. Thank Thank you for for having me. This was so fun. I'm sad this is over already. Yeah. You know what? Hopefully this is just one of many more seasons. Yes. We'll
3: have a lot. I would love to come back and you have to come on my show too. When we we figure out our guest format that we're trying to do. I
1: would love to. I've been thinking about like what I would do. And I know. I know Jodi Arias isn't a Hollywood story but then the No, other, we want we else want else our guests to of? we want our guests to pick
3: any crime that they love.
1: I had another Hollywood one that I thought of last night. I can't remember exactly what it is, but it was it was a good one. I will say that I loved your episode about Jared Fogel so much. that today I was like, should I order her cookies from Subway? And then I was like, I'll have 20 cookies here from Subway that and like I can't so do sweet. that to a person. That
3: is so sweet. But I was going to order you co- I I mean the you thought there. You know what? The thought <laughs> The thought, i know you like cookies so from subway. much but i'm on its diet right now <laughs> okay good but the fact that you thought that yeah like, makes me like shed a tear that's so of course
1: sweet. no because i've never heard of anyone liking anything from subway let alone the that's cookies. the only
3: thing i'll eat there is i'm just so the cookies. glad to, i'm glad
1: that i thought of that and i'm glad i thought to tell you everything else tastes like latex gloves i won't do it it's so gross it's gross right? and i think chipotle is really fucking gross i to do me. too everything's burnt yeah and also the um tortillas taste like paper towels yeah he's like I, bounty paper I towels. i don't understand why people like it i don't either I don't and those it. who love it love it they love it they were raised wrong yeah you guys thank you so much for thank listening. you i'm all sammy junio is our producer we're we we're gonna hear that again in the credits so i don't know why i'm saying it love you Wags. do you have anything to say no all right bye guys
2: Who wants to go for a swim? Well, they say don't look for heroes. If you don't care who you find, all roads lead to somewhere.
1: Thank you for listening to season three of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. Our show today was made possible by our coordinating producer, Nicole Matthew, as well as our producer, Sammy Junio. Much love to Christina Lopez for all of her help and Elizabeth Brozek for that killer logo. We love it when new listeners find our show. And the best way for that to happen is landing in the Apple podcast charts. You can help us out with that by making sure you're subscribed to the show. And if you want, leave a review. And if you really want to support the show, you can head to our Patreon, patreon.com slash M-M-I-S-W-P for information on our ranking system, episode details, and social media, head to mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. I'm your host, Molly McAleer. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram under M-O-L-L-S, malls, and if not there, on my couch, binging Lifetime movies. See you next time.